This episode of Getting Tabled is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. You can find them at ValhallaHobby.com. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff... Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 99 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hello, folks. No, I haven't moved. I've just moved yes, my bedroom around. <laughs> wait, wait. So um, you haven't moved in two weeks. You're in the exact same spot. Yes. Uh, no, no, because I would have been over there two weeks ago. <laughs> it was more people, people on Patreon know, but um, the general audience that are watching this won't know and might have a new house, but it's not. For, for the other uh, guy... Uh, that's major socks he's yeah. the main man he's the one that keeps our chaos under control try to try to <clears throat> not, not always successful but i tried to and then there's george with his little furry friend right sitting right next to him on the, on the no that's the, the mean one that's not my friend that's the mean one that's as close as he gets to a real friend that's right <laughs> <laughs> he is a marine so he's used to friends treating him that way that's true <laughs> I, I can't argue with that logic. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been two weeks. Actually, it's been four weeks since we've had socks. True. Yes. Yeah, because he seems to think he's better than everybody else. Family just like to pop into town when it's nice, when it's freezing cold up in Utah, and come down to the nice some weather of Florida. So I don't know. I have access passes to Disney World and Lego World. <laughs> oh, you poor thing! How can you possibly survive? I don't know. Cause we're going again on Tuesday. <laughs> oh my God! Let's do this before we kick him. Newly received or noteworthy information. <laughs> especially about recent or important events. And we're starting by looking at one of these companies that I've kind of fallen in love with over the last couple of years. Uh, Black Sight Studios is a company that we first know from Don't Look Back, just because George seems to have this confused look on his face. <laughs> no, that's my normal face. True, true. So they have a new game that's out on pre-order at the moment called Hametsu, uh, and they are doing their own crowdfunding. Uh, this is something that they always do. Uh, Black Sight Studios is a small company that does not use Kickstarter. Um, I know this is really confusing. They have a very strong supporter base, which is nice. Um, so, Hametsu is a cooperative game. This is being written by Doug Condell, which is one of their workers. Uh, it's very, let's, it feels very Monster Hunter-ish. Uh, also kind of Sekiro. A Monster Hunter is a video game, for those that don't know. Um, Sekiro is another video game, for those that don't know. It's very much Feudal Japan. It's fantasy Feudal Japan, though. Uh, where basically the Oni are taking over and they are trying to destroy the town and your heroes are trying to defend the town. There's giant monsters, giant bosses. I love everything. I've been following this for a couple of reasons. Like, they've actually had a show that they've been doing quite regularly on their YouTube channel talking about the development of the game. And as someone that's quite literally in the middle of that right now, I found that series quite fascinating. Um, it's kind of nice to see what other people are dealing with and what, what they're finding difficult and knowing that it's not just me if that makes sense uh there's a couple of different tiers to this so this, this is a social crowdfunding thing but it's not a kickstarter like you are actually you are genuinely actually pre-ordering a product here this is not a well you're hopefully going to get something like the other ones because it's already past that 
So there's three different tiers. The first tier is the physical rule book. Uh, you get a free mini uh, and you get a free measuring gauge and it's a Japanese blade measuring gauge, which is awesome. It's just as awesome as the one that they did for um, Don't Look Back. In tier two, it is all of that, plus you get all of your Oni and your hero minis as well. And then in tier three, it's all of that, plus a whole heap of really awesome looking terrain. Yeah, I was scrolling down to looking at the terrain. I really like some of that terrain they've built. It's all yeah. painted too, according to what the, at least the JoJo is. <clears throat> um, yes. Um, the digital bundle, which is not... Oh, so I didn't talk about the prices. So tier one was... 60 bucks tier two is 150 bucks and tier three is 400 bucks um digital bundle is 95 bucks so you get a pdf version of the rule book stls for all of the nine core class heroes and stls for all six core boss miniatures uh you get stls for all of the lesser regular oni and the oni captains and the shamans etc etc uh, plus there's a whole heap of unlocks and stuff that are being unlocked as we go through so this is where the it, it is their own thing it is a proper pre-order but they're treating it like a social crowdfunding thing comes into account so you have unlocks and stuff as you would expect with this sort of thing but it's all done in-house like you are getting a decent discount but this is all done in-house they're not having to give out money to kickstarter they're not having to give out money to anybody apart from those that have actually worked on the project and they're not having to go to kickstarter which is something as a business they are really trying to avoid doing they have acknowledged that it may be something they have to do at some point because there is the, the benefit of kickstarter is that you do in theory get a, a bit of a, a push social media wise because of how kickstarter is perceived um um, but we have a whole heap of stuff unlocked already. Like there's, I love the sumo. Like there's some alternate sculpt sculpts, which is quite nice. Uh, we've already unlocked the resin Oni miniatures. We've unlocked some cardboard tokens, which haven't been designed yet. I love the idea of the modular caves. We've got more alts. We've got more terrain options. So some of these are things that you'll have to purchase. Some of these are additions to the rule book. Uh, some of these are additions to certain tiers or digitals and so on and so forth. Um, I quite like the snow mat as much as the snow mat is kind of just white with a little bit of accents, but I, I do like that, especially for a Japanese type game because like they do get a heavy snowfall. Can we talk about how awesome the castle is? Oh, that that castle is amazing. <laughs> yes, let's I mean... scroll down <laughs> and let's get a very nice close picture of that castle because not only is it a really nice set piece, not only is it pre-painted, but it breaks it. it breaks down so you can play inside <clears throat> of it. Yeah. Wait, so I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this about. Black Sight Studios right now. That is the one thing I love that they do, and they do it so well, is their buildings are not just a building that sits there. Their building has gameplay area inside the building. Yeah. yeah it's I mean, they're not exclusively the only company that does that. There are others that do, um, but they are yeah, doing it really, really nicely. All of their stuff does it, though. It's not just, yeah. like, 10% or 20%. All of their... Like, these other companies, yeah. yeah. 10%, you know, they'll do the building thing like this. You know, whatever. No, Black Sight Studio, all of it. And that's what I love, is all of their stuff they take that time to design it like that. Um, they have a bucks. really good set of designers too. It's just amazing. So, so correct me if I'm wrong here, Bruce, given the fact that you know you got all that vertical space inside. Could you almost in theory like do like a Bushido game just inside that castle? Almost. Uh, it's yeah. on a two, two foot by two foot board, so it is a little bit small. But you got um, the vertical. But you got the vertical. It would make for a very interesting game. Um, I think if Which, it was me, I'd want to start at bottom and top and meet in the middle, maybe. And just like you, you just design. You'd have to design. Kind of you'd have to design a scenario around it. I think where like because there's like three levels, four levels, four levels. 
so like normally it's like you have three different control zones maybe you put them on different levels six because you got a basement and then you got four mid-tier and then you got the top level so there's six levels so we start at the top and the bottom first level has one of the control zones fifth level has one of the control zones third level and fourth level both have control zones therefore it's even like everybody can get to the same ones um getting past people is going to be quite difficult with control zones and so forth but i really like that idea i think you could have a lot of fun with that it's just kind of you know it's 120 bucks and it's like you have this like it's just mm. um i actually I, I, think that's an idea that i'd love to see done in a tournament but yeah. you'd have to put a lot of work to get that like to make that work like it's not just let's just do this and it'll work like you'll have to change some things but yeah. nothing in the cool rules it's just yeah. you'd have to change how the mission works yeah i'm like i'm just a sucker for, for this kind of terrain like this terrain is like on par with like wild west terrain for me like i have yeah. no legitimate use or need for it i just love the way it looks more than anything else out there uh i am going to say this uh tor the torre gate the the torre gate down the bottom personally i think that's the nicest looking torre gate i've seen and i own one that i really like by tt combat i haven't built it yet but i do own it uh, but i think that might be the best i've seen so far torre, uh, ga torre gates are kind of like they're one of those things that everybody has at this point because it's such a staple of tabletop gaming iconic, yeah the zen gardens look pretty cool because you can see the sand yeah kind of great in, the, in the, some of the garden areas that the garden bundle pod. yeah I, I was gonna say at the the bottom of the uh, page for the torre gate they've got like a couple of the buildings and terrains like all set up together like those walls Ooh. those walls look good yeah yeah i like that yeah those walls are 30 33 bucks us Th that's it's really good value and hell like if you're not really into the feudal japan type thing those stone walls are pretty much universal yeah like if, if you want to buy something out of this but you don't want walls that are only going to work for your japanese games those stone walls could be used with everything um i have to agree with socks i really do like the garden bundle um the thing i like about it specifically is you really wouldn't have to do much to make it look right um because i mean like the the, the sand and so like the actual sand is not included obviously uh but you could actually make like a proper zen garden really really easily with that oh no it is it's done with the corrugated cardboard yeah oh that's really clever so all you'd have to do is just put in some like little plants that you wanted to or, or whatnot but otherwise it's showing oh, a little bit that's insanely clever or or you get super creative and get your your own cart corrugated cardboard like you get the the piece and you start cutting and rotating pieces to make it look like it's been actually like like <laughs> yeah that would be cool D did you see the look on socks's face when i said that bruce no <laughs> it, it lit up like <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i'm really excited for hemetsu i will be backing this i haven't backed this yet um but that's just simply because um i've been dealing with this stuff which i will talk more about in hobby time um i will at minimum be buying the digital bundle i want to buy the digital bundle and the tier one bundle i can't afford more than that quite frankly uh but i might be stuck with just the digital bundle it's just going to the problem with buying from Black Desert Studios from an Australian level is they still don't have a local retail, a local distribution. They don't really have a distribution. They had one that was lined up that was going to launch this year, and the company that they were going to go through has ceased trading. So that kind of took out one of their major. That was going to be one of the big things that they were excited to launch alongside this, and then through absolutely no fault of their own, like it's not their company. Obviously, it's not something that they could have controlled. But so uh, shipping internationally from the United States 
distance, especially from Texas, is not cheap. Um, anybody that lives a fair distance from the US will know buying from the US internationally is not a cheap thing to do. Um, it's, sorry, very difficult country to work with. <laughs> Um, especially if it's a weighty product. It's just it's just a fact of life. Um, it's not just a matter of, well, Australia is so far away. No, this is, it's a fairly universal thing. Like, buying in the UK from the US is quite expensive as well. Uh, it's just because, especially with, like, shipping the way that it is, it might be close to the way it used to be, but it's certainly not there at the moment. And even, I, like, I, back when it used to be, it was already expensive, so... I just ordered something from, I can't remember what country. Um, the toll was, like, uh, $44, that included included shipping about half of it was shipping um through fedex from europe to the united states so yeah so i'm i'm 100 percent buying the digital bundle i definitely want the hardcover book um to the point where i'm probably going to pay the 45 dollars in postage to get it um because i need this book quite frankly bruce i don't know i don't i don't know where i just i happen to see it but uh there's the mdf terrain bundle it is the mill the garden the watchtower the castle found Foundation and the castle, all for the low price of two sixty nine ninety nine. Where's that? Second row on the far right. Second row, far right. Oh yeah. Yep. So right. again, the, MDF terrain one. bundle three hundred and ninety six is the one I'm saying. Oh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Australian dollars. What's the What's the tier prices for you, George? Go back up the top and look at the tiers that we were looking at earlier. Um, I don't see. Oh wait, here it is. So tier one is sixty. Tier two is one. Oh no, I am right. And okay, tier three mind. is four hundred. And what are you looking at for? the um the terrain bundle 269.99 sick for me it shows up as ah there we go you have to open it up to see the proper price okay that makes more sense which and that, that's another thing too is you know they have like a really good bundle like the mall and the all that stuff, you know where it's like you know yeah it's a huge chunk of money but look what you get like yeah you have yeah. a game board so be for me when i was looking at it from the main page it said 396 but then when i open it up it shows up as 269.99 so there you go that's why i was confused uh, this is a game that looks absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I am very, very excited to get my hands on this. Uh, like I said, I, I haven't backed it yet. I will be backing it during this. Uh, we still have 20... No, 16 something? 16 days or something? It's at the top. Ah, 16 sorry. days, 22 hours, 28 minutes, and 27 seconds. Yep, they're currently the sitting on uh, 37,000 in total sales. Um, they are very much a small company that deserves your attention if you can give it to them. Uh, this game looks absolutely phenomenal, so hence why I started the show with it. From here, we are going to talk about Bad Crow games. Socks! Yeah, so... Uh, last time we spoke about Bad Crow games, it was rather sad yeah. news. It was sad Because news. their CEO had passed away, more or less on the show floor, sort of. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if they've released full details of, of what happened, and that's, by all means, their, their business and on how they want to uh, let people know. But I got an email uh, regarding their Kickstarter uh, company, Heroes 2, uh, the other day and they are back on track. They are starting the pledge manager in March and they're finalizing all the 3D images for all the molds as well now and, and they have said in the email too that if folks are wanting refunds you can get 65% of now until a pledge manager closes which they've spent a lot of money already on molds and, and designs and stuff like that and Kickstarter fees and whatnot so understand that you're not going to get 100% of your um, money back but in the email as well they, they uh, to memorialize Chris Gabrielson they created his own commander card for the game and so that'll be kind of cool, That's to, cool to see so I'm excited uh, for the pledge manager I get to open up next month and uh hopefully get this june summer time frame so i'm excited yeah so, i mean t talking about refunds for any kickstarter is always a frustrating thing because there's so many companies
companies that have already done the dirty on that. Uh, given the reason behind why this was delayed, I 100% understand why it is the way that it is. I suspect that very few people will have taken them up on that offer, but obviously if there's going to be a significant delay, it doesn't really matter why it is. You have yeah. to at least give people the option, even if it's limited what you can afford to give back. Uh, I, I think that's more than fair, because um, it's not like we're talking about somebody that's just... <laughs> Guess who we're talking about next? Uh, no, this... Th this is beyond fair um, <laughs> at this point. Um, and to their credit, as far as I could see when we talked about it the first time, they were the ones that spoke about refunds first. It wasn't the um, backers that I could see, at least anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was more, look, we're going to have to delay this, and that might mean people are upset. So if you are upset, here's our offer, which I think yeah. was said everything that you needed to know, really. Yeah. Nope. I'll be. I'll continue to let back this. I've enjoyed the, get the board game first edition as it is. I'm looking forward to second edition. So yeah. George, there's a company that you love to talk about, but you're not going to talk about them this time. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> so George sent me a screenshot yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got that email. So yeah, Mythic Games. Okay. So for those that are not aware, we've spoken about this story a few times at this point. Uh, Mythic Games have been struggling for quite a while at this stage. Uh, large, depending on who you ask, will depend on why they are struggling um they are using new excuses again this time around we'll get to that um the pandemic has obviously been one of the excuses and to be fair like that I'm, is a legit problem i'm not going to fault that excuse i mean no 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 one was affected by that you know i'm, yeah, ju I'm just giving one. i'm just giving history yeah. um the shipping crisis which again did exist at the time they were talking about it again like you, you could argue how fair that one was but it was something that they they needed to do um they reluctantly and i'm going to stick with that wording reluctantly offered people refunds uh, they didn't talk about it very much, but they said if people want refunds, they can contact us. There is differing opinions as to whether they've actually gone ahead with that or not. There seems to be some people that have received it and some people that have been ignored, uh, which is a problem. Um, and the ones that got refunds, their games have been offered up for sale on their website. So here's where we have a problem, because some of these people are claiming that they still haven't received their refund. We have no way of knowing if that's the truth or not. But we haven't even got to the story yet. Let's talk about the story, shall we? So this email says that they are doing another 50% off sale. Now, the reason they keep on... The reason that people are asking for refunds is because Mythic Games have been asking for more money. They want more money for shipping. In the case of Siege, we'll get to that in a minute, they're asking for more money on that too. And that's before shipping is paid for. Uh, because things are going to cost more and they're going to have to ask for more money. And yet, for those that have received refunds, the, those copies of Darkest Dungeon are, are now being sold for 50% off. Which makes it roughly around the Kickstarter price. Um, it, it's kind of difficult to tell exactly, but it's... It's, it's roughly around the Kickstarter price. And the shipping that they're charging is the normal shipping that they were offering originally. Now, we've all, we've spoken about all of that up until this point. So why is this news? Well, A, they're doing it again. They had stopped this offer just after Christmas and gone down to 
40% off. It's now back up to 50% off again. Uh, they're just trying to clear the stock, basically, is what they say. But here's the problem. So we start with people praising um, the game that they've received, some of which have actually acknowledged that there's issues with Mythic games. So I will give Mythic credit that they have not censored the feedback because they very easily could have. Um, so this one here is, I get why there's some hate towards Mythic the way that the whole thing has been handled, but... Now, they could have very easily censored that and just started with, I've never owned nor played a game board like this, da 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 da, -da. But they chose not to do that. They have 100% said and shown exactly what was said in the review, which is something I feel that they deserve credit for. But, George, what's the new excuse that they've used in this? Uh, was it something about the Ukraine war? Yeah, they're blaming the Ukrainian war this time for why they're having issues. Um, George, where's Mythic Games based? Uh, is it, uh, um, um... France. It's France, yes. And, and how much is the country affected by the war in Ukraine? Mm, probably not that much. I mean, they're not Ukraine. I mean, they're certainly not a world away from Ukraine like I am and like you are, but... Right, but I mean, you know, I mean, sure everyone's you know felt some feedback of the ukraine situation you know ukraine produces a lot of you know food exports uh resource exports stuff like that but i don't see how a company can sit there and say they've gone through a laundry list of reasons and excuses of why things are happening and what has caused them but then for this new thing oh and then the war in ukraine and george when we spoke about our guide to kickstarter last week uh, last fortnight what was the biggest piece of advice i said people should need should be wary of excuses there has been a lot of excuses coming out of this company at this point but excuses are like everyone's got one and they all stink fill in the word here's the biggest problem i have with this the title of this email is this is not a hobby it's an investment now don't get me wrong i understand what they're trying to say with this but nothing has felt more spin in a very long time than that because what they're trying to like it's an investment in your time and it's an investment like that that's what they're trying to get to with this but it's hey, not Bruce, what they're saying what, what do i do it right i deal with yep. like my, my email has been blocked my, why, why is this email going into spam and quarantine this email looks like the emails i have to release for people because it looks like a phishing attempt of spam of it does look like it's not but it does look like that yes so i mean for, for one it, you know why are you constantly trying to force this down our throat if we're going to buy the game we're going to buy the game you've already done enough mm -hmm. advertising on facebook stay out of my inbox i've already invested money stop trying to make me invest more money because you're not getting more money from me like the, the desperation that is just seething from this email is just yeah but <sighs> make no mistake there's a reason that these emails are going out now to, to be completely honest george did not receive a copy of this email i did I, receive a copy of this email i wouldn't be surprised if they've removed my email from any of their mailing lists given the the hate discontent i've been emailing them on hey i need to pay for my shipping so i can get wave two of uh super fantasy brawl like i was emailing literally every other day and i was like i'm trying to give you money to get my product take my money and it literally took four months i would not be surprised if i'm on a you know i'm not in there uh, yeah so here's the thing like th this this is an ongoing story we have said this a couple of times mythic games are in big trouble like there is a reason why they are pushing this so hard every time they have to give somebody a refund that's money they don't have that they're giving out 
Well, uh, they have so, just sold all of I'm, their big IPs, I, like the stuff gonna, that they own. I'm going to stop you real quick on those refunds, Bruce. So they're only allotted a certain amount of money per month to issue for refunds. And I can tell you exactly why. They probably do have money in the bank, and they probably are holding that money aside for these projects. The reason why they're only having limited funds is because, one, everything has costed more, or they've overextended or something, and they're working off of earned interest for the refunds. That's why only so many are done be, being done per month and why it's taking so long for backers to get refunds is because they have to wait for the next month of earned interest. If they're getting them. I am not convinced at this stage that people have been receiving them. Uh, uh, I've read a couple people have gotten them, but these people that have gotten these refunds asked for it back in, I think, April or May of last year. The reason why I say what I do is because this is another one of those things that is really prevalent in problem kickstarters where two mm -hmm. or three people will receive their refunds eventually and then that's where it stops just just enough so that there's word out there that it is actually happening um it, it has happened before now i'm not saying that mythic are doing this on purpose i think there is enough evidence to show that mythic are genuinely in trouble here and that is literally why i said what i did like mythic are in big trouble all of their ips that they owned they sold that they could now obviously they can't sell <laughs> hell yet because it's not finished that, that were in production yes so with with the exception of darkest dungeon because they still haven't finished wave two yet yes although i don't think darkest dungeon is their property either isn't it isn't darkest dungeon it's it's licensed it's licensed yeah so they are genuinely in trouble because no company would sell their own ip if they didn't have to uh there's no way of really knowing whether they have the funds for that or not yet i mean we know that it's coming but we don't know if that's been finalized yet there's really no way of knowing i suspect that they that hasn't been finalized yet and then it's still happening because mythic is still controlling the groups for that for those franchises uh and we know that they are because you have seen that evidence because so here's, here's the thing they should turn this over <laughs> Here, here's the thing every fortnight at this stage it feels like there's a new controversy coming out of mythic games i am reaching the point where i don't want to talk about this again until there's an actual significant change whether that means evidence of them actually turning things around or they're done i would like to see the first happen i would like to see mythic come out of this and actually survive it's never good to see a company go out especially given that it's millions of dollars of other people's money that would be lost if they do go out of business and make no mistake if mythic games go out of business none of those people will get their money back they will not be entitled to it because kickstarter makes that very clear mm -hmm. you can copy and paste that social media post all you like if a company goes bankrupt they don't have money to give you that's not how the world works hopefully the next time we talk about mythic games it's in a really positive light and we're sitting here going well we were really critical but thankfully they managed to pull through i genuinely hope that's the case at this stage i don't think that's the news that we're ultimately going to have there really doesn't feel like there's much positive coming out of this story at this stage um if we get to a point where because i mean we will eventually find out what they're asking from their backers we may cover that we may not i'm not making promises but 
I would prefer not to at this stage. I feel like we're just talking in circles. And as much as I know that negative news gets a lot of positivity, I don't want to be one of the channels that only ever concentrates on this side of the hobby. Um, and I never have wanted to be that. We we only talk about the negative stuff when we really feel like we have to. And that has always been the case with Mythic. But it's this is just the same story over and over again at this point. So while we're angry and upset, let's talk about someone who's always angry and upset then. Yes! Socks, you know, how you're, you know how you're a big fan of... Um, the 40k franchise yeah nope no oh you don't know how look, look look at this demon and how could you not be a fan of this i mean it's going to sell for like 570 million dollars but no i'm exaggerating uh angron demon prince uh sorry demon primark of corn we have known that this was coming for a while we've had some teasing images of it but we now have confirmation that it is coming i still love this mini part of me would love I'm... to get this and just decornify it um I i'm not a huge fan of the corn aesthetic i understand why people are I i've seen so much of corn at this stage that i'm just bored of it i say this i like the fact that the colors aren't just black and red so i'm gonna say this i would like this mini more and i would be more excited about this mini because demon primark it's it's another 40k primark we've got the three you know you know slanesh nurgle and um corn oh corn now yeah oh no not slanesh zinch zinch nurgle and now corn who would be right. the demon prince of slanesh oh uh, I don't know. He's dead, Fulgrim. isn't he? Yeah, but isn't it Fulgrim? Like the vain pretty one, wouldn't he be the Yeah. But anyways, anyways well, I'm pretty uh, sure I'm pretty sure he's dead in canon, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, he is dead in canon. Uh or no, that's Ferris Manus. Never mind. I don't know. But I would be more I excited Fulgrim about got his this. head cut off. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. But I would I would be more excited about this if this wasn't like the 30th Bloodthirster mini yeah. that we've had for Quill. Um, because we got like Scott or Scat or whatever, like a named Bloodthirster. Then there's like three other Bloodthirsters, and now here's yeah, had one six months ago yeah i mean it's don't get me wrong the bloodthirster is cool as, as far as the greater demons go i mean it is it is essentially a balrog it is essentially yeah. like the biggest baddest mother on the field it looks cool but that's all we've got like you want to do something really cool give him another set of arms like make him like more unique than just like a bloodthirster with a really angry face because that's all he is making him a gora would be so much fun yeah oh like, i can I can even you can almost do this with this. I cut slice slice off the um the actual wing sections. Leave everything else, including the front claws, and then all you need to like if you just need to add some talons or some fingers to make it look like he's got like claw hands or something. That'd that'd work. I, I would yeah. prefer him to have like proper hands and maybe another set of swords. I kind of want to see somebody do that now. But yeah, it's just it, it's like a uh, uh, Pagani's. Are you guys familiar with Pagani's? Zonda. Yeah. Well, Pagani's made three cars, three models of cars, in over like 15 years, and everything's like a little tweak or a change here. That's all this is. It's a tweak or a change from another Bloodthirster. Yeah. So. I really I really like it, honestly, but I can get why you don't. Uh, but in saying that, now that you've put that thought in my head, I really want I really want them to make like a Goro Demon Prince. Yeah, I mean, it's Angron, right? He's a, he's a god of melee, right? Give him more arms to melee with, then. You could convert this so easily. Oh, I really want somebody to do that now right how about this socks this would make socks like it socks change this demon right here it's like mm -hmm. a demon version of uh general grievous but he's still like you know 20 feet tall right yeah, yeah see i can see that one <laughs> um yeah moving on we have a whole heap of stuff that got revealed last week for the lvo las vegas open is one of the events where we get all of the teasers um so 
I'm going to kind of just pick a couple of them because otherwise we're going to be sitting here talking until the cows come home. So I'm going to start with Strike Force Augustus because this is it's more Space Marines. Uh, but we're getting we're getting a new Dreadnought. Uh, that's basically it's a Dreadnought with heavy weapons. Uh, and have you guys seen the memes that have been coming out for these Space Marines? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So there's been a whole heap of memes for these. Some of which are turning them into Nerf guns. Some of which are turning them into the really stupid looking gun from a six uh, um, uh, from from Fifth Element with like all of the another one that was the mask yeah, yeah. holding like all of the guns uh, because basically these are guns where it's multiple barrels and so on and so forth. I actually do like them honestly, but I can really I can really see why people have been taking this to meme territory because it just makes it so easy. Well, do you, do you know why it's it's become such a meme? Because they asked five year olds to design it. Literally, this looks like something a five year old would design. Yeah, I mean it's very forty k. I mean, it's like what's bigger than guns? It's guns with more guns, so that you can gun while you gun. Of the like, because all of them are silly. But of all of the silly, my favourite is the minigun missile launcher because it's a minigun that's also a missile launcher. It's just so dumb. In the, I'm going to say in the right way because not all dumb is bad. And if you think that 40k has to be serious enough that everything makes sense, I'm sorry, you're playing the wrong game. 40k is designed as a satire. It was always designed as a satire. Um, hence, so, you know, orcs believing things work means that they work. It's literally canon. Are red. Yeah. yeah. So real quick, before we move on to too much more stuff, do you still have the uh, Angron page opened up? Yes. Go back to it because down at the bottom, there's the greatest character ever made and it's for Blood Bowl. Still going, still going. Bryce the Slice Cambule. Okay. Well, yeah, because they can't call him Bruce Campbell. Oh, oh I didn't even notice that. Oh, that's really clever. This is why I'm here, folks, is because I'm the one that gets most of these obscure references like that to point them out. Um, this is a Blood Bowl mini that is, let's be honest, this is Bruce Campbell after he's died and become a ghost. Because he's got I the really chains on like hand. That. So that, that's why I wanted you to jump back to that real quick because that's too important not to cover. To be fair, it's not very obvious that that's a chainsaw hand. It looks like it's something he's holding with his arm. Yeah, it's, stra it's, it's strapped yeah. to his arm. I can see that now, but it's not very obvious that that's... That's what's going on. It almost looks like a scythe with a chainsaw on it. Yeah, yeah, I so, really like that. So yes, but but we have Bruce Campbell now for for Blood Bowl. Anyways, back to where we were going, Bruce. Yep. Uh, next up, I want to look at the Seraphon because I think the Seraphon have very very easily won as far as the reveals is concerned. Um, and I mean they put everybody else to shame. Some of these models are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the very oh. first one, the Slan and his little assistant there. I love... I, they already had a couple of really nice lines. This is definitely the best one now. This, this one definitely looks... Well, to be fair, all those other slons, those were like... Originally, they were the giant pewter ones that if you threw at someone, you could kill them. Yep. And then they just, you know... Oh, let's not make them out of pewter because it doesn't float. We'll make them out of like resin and plastic. This this looks great. You can tell yeah. that this is And this like, has actually been designed for a plastic mold. Yeah, uh, we're not having yeah, like to do with fine cast with this one, which is definitely a good thing it's it's fine crap bruce not fine cast fine crap i i'm not saying it's good i'm just calling it what it is uh the raptodon hunters are really good as well oh uh, god those look so good yeah they do look good they've they've, they've kind of they've taken the aztec aesthetic and they've kind of gone in a new direction with it to make it more their own it, it doesn't just feel like a ripoff of um of aztec aesthetic anymore which i really like i mean you can still see where it's come from but 
I, I like the fact that they're doing something a little different with it. Uh, the shields in particular really stand out as something that feels <laughs> new. I really, really like this. Um, the Saurus Warriors, they look more like, like roided up now, too. They look more yeah. like, like a warrior. <laughs> yeah. No, they and they're really, really gorgeous. Uh, by the look on socks, I'm guessing that these might be striking a chord with you as well. Yeah, they do look pretty cool. I, I do like the, like you said, the shields and the, the artwork and the designs they've mm. done in the shields themselves. So this is probably, I would say, the first decent release that one of the older armies has received for Age of Sigmar since the Skaven about a year and a half ago, which was also a fairly decently sized release. There's been a lot of them that's kind of been, yep, and then you receive this one new mini because we're just trying to rush through this. This feels like it's the first significant Age of Sigmar release for an older army that we've seen for a while. Uh, also, I just want to say, I love uh, this blue neon one down here in the bottom. He looks awesome. I was going to say the uh, the high elves. Um, yeah, but they weren't an old that they weren't a, an old line that was being refreshed. That was a new line. Uh, the high elves, the ones with the cow stuff. Yeah, that's they're related to the high elves, which was one of the first fantasy armies. Yeah, that they completely redid as a new army. That's what I'm. All right, all right redid as a, okay. I'll, My I'll point was that I was talking about yeah. stuff they haven't redone. That's right. Where they okay, just go, yeah. okay, fine. Here is your codex, and then maybe we will give you a mini to go with it. Half the time they didn't even do that. Mm, okay, so so and that in that aspect too, then the the Sylvaneth are also like the same as the uh, the Seraphim as well. Yeah, but. All of this Sylvaneth stuff is old. The only thing they got was the Beehive Queen thingy. It's all, it's all Resculpt stuff. Is it? Oh, yeah. The the Tree Lords? Yeah, they're they're new. Yeah, I, I'm misremembering that then. I thought they came out with the End Times. Uh, no. Well, yeah. Well, no. Yes and no. Thank you for mind, George. I, I am, I'm clearly misremembering that. Well, they, they, were, they, were part, they were mainly part of the Wood Elves, and now the, the Sylvaneth, they're... It's still the same stuff. It's still Tree Lords and, like, you know, some of these, you know, the Dryads and the Spirits and stuff, but it's now their own separate army but it's they're from the wood elves but it's all redone stuff okay. so but, I but, stand yeah, corrected then. but but th this stuff i this looks good i want to see some of the the bigger uh dinosaurs yeah yeah i'll agree with you there the last one i look i want to look at before we move on is soul shackle because it's the new kill team box set so this is the new box set that you're going to pay too much money for uh if you buy it i'm sorry i'm just going to say it because it is just the fact with these boxes at this point uh this one comes with some dark elder Sorry, the Drakari Cabalites. Uh, I quite like the Drakari Cabalites, honestly. They, they look nice. Uh, I don't think they're quite as groundbreaking, groundbreakingly nice as the Kruk were, but I, they I look just, nice. I love how their armor just leads to the edge highlighting. Yeah. Or not leads to, um, like, just embraces it so well. Like, uh, And then we've also got the Adeptus Arbiter, Arbites Exact Squad, as Exaction Squad. Um, I, I think this is the highlight of the box, personally. Uh, I, I've I kind of feel like the Cabalite, the um, the Drakari are kind of phoned in, honestly. It feels phoned in to me. Um, but the Excites, I actually quite like those. I, I think they're the highlight of the box, personally. I think that's the reason why people will buy it. Um, it's a shame that those boxes are priced the way that they are, but, I mean, this is Space Marine Visa... The, Space Marine meets Robocop. You can't tell me those helmets aren't inspired by Robocop. Uh, they're uh, Adeptus Sororitas inspired helmets. But they have the Robocop visor. Yeah, Adeptus Sororitas has uh, those helmets too. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be quiet then. But, but what does sell it as Space Cops is the actual canine because it says canine on the shoulder plate. It does yeah. look, yeah. I like the dog. The dog is cool. Um, he looks like he will bite the expletive out of you. <laughs> yep. Uh, other stuff they got t 
teased. I'm not going to look at it very closely. Stupid uh, preview thingies. Uh, Wrath of the Soulforge King is coming. We've got a new Gnarlwood box, which is Grisil's Ar Aranai, which is like a, a witch elf looking box. Uh, Blood Hunt looks interesting for the Warcry game, and the Cerebus tank is coming out for Horus Heresy. So there, there was quite a bit that was teased, but I want to talk about something different, you know, like teasers. So there was two things that we got shared amongst our little chat group this week. The first one is down the bottom, which is the Horde. For the Horde. Oh, wait, wrong intellectual property. So, this is a little video teasing something that is coming. They're calling these Arcs of Omen. This particular one talks about the Horde, and then it's very, very vague because it's talking about something that's new. And as it plays through, you get a vision of a card, of a hand reaching out for a sword. It's a very alien-looking sword, but what's it coming out of? A giant horde of rats. Now, George, you've been following 40k for much longer than I have. What is one of the questions that people were asking back in Rogue Trader? Where it are would the be, space Skaven? Where are the space Skaven? Yeah. Now, it is possible this is not hinting towards that, but I am sorry. How much trouble is Games Workshop in if this is not space Skaven right now? It's literally so, one of the oldest demands people have had. So for the fact that they went through and pulled the stunt of April Fool's Day, hey, check it out. We're bringing back squats. And then the next day no really we're bringing back squats yeah for them not to do uh space skaven that is that is a crime like we have the xenos you know you got the votan yeah. the tau the orcs the uh, uh space elves you got the imperium of mankind with all the marines and the custodians and all of that junk and then you got chaos and in fantasy and in sigmar you have the proper chaos nurgle slanesh corn zinch and then you have this other weird offshoot of chaos which is the freaking beastmen and their skaven yep where are the skaven at Let's, if orcs exist in, in 40k, there's no reason for the Skaven to not exist in 40k because it's the same horrible idea of rats in yeah. space. Now, the reason I'm talking about it like this, like this is like most of the community is accepting that that is what this is at this stage. There's one or two detractors that try to argue against it because, well, you don't want to be overexcited. They could be looking at something else or so, like, and trying to, because it talks about beastmen. Maybe it's just beastmen. Um, I really, really love the idea of Space Skaven. I will say this. I feel that this is definitely what it's pointing towards because Games Workshop are not a dense company. They may make some really dense decisions at times but they're not a dense company there's no way that they would hint something like this and not realize that that's what people are going to expect and they would yeah. know what's going to happen if they don't deliver on that expectation so this is definitely pointing towards space gaven if it's not games workshop are in trouble um well as much trouble as they can be well, in. they're in trouble of no bad games workshop that's that's kind of trouble um honestly i, I would love to see a a xenos faction or, or i guess it'd be a chaos faction of space beastmen with space rats. I think that would be a really good. I'm kind of like, hoping that it's just that it's just Xenos. I mean, I wouldn't mind so much if it had ties to chaos, but I'd like them to be their own well, thing. Well, let's I'm, get, I'm like, kind of tired. I'm tired of the chaos. Let something else exist, like the tower. Well, Why yeah, does but, it have to be tied? But that's well, if you if you go off the lore of you know 
Orcs are orcs, you know, this is this. Skaven are chaos. They're not one of the four gods of chaos. Yeah. They're not general chaos. They're their very specific, you know, ratmen chaos. But you and, can get away with that without pushing chaos. Well, yeah, and, and, and they do they do that to an extent in Sigmar, but it's, you know, that is the root of their power. So I, I would like to see that. Like, um, like The downside of this is that there are already a couple of companies out there doing Space Skaven right now. Mantic is the first company that comes to mind. And the Mantic models are phenomenal. Uh, there is a couple of others out there as well. But um, Games Workshop are really going to have to hit this out of the park. Like, they, they have some stiff competition in this area because they've chosen to come to the party late. So it's going to be interesting to see what they actually do. They're definitely capable of it. Uh, like we've seen it before, um, but yeah, they're not they're not going to be able to find this one hide. So they're not going to be able to find this one in. They're going to have to work on this to make it good. The I, other I'm one, I'm yeah. just wondering when the uh, the Chaos uh, Dwarf Blood Bowl team is going to come out now. I still don't think of, I'll ever get it. The other one, this I, has been I, something in the canon for quite some time. There are Human Tau, and number six appears to be hinting towards that because the Young Warrior, when this starts playing, you get an image of a card. Again. That is very much a human holding Tau technology. I mean, it might so, be a, it might be Eldar, but it's not. That's human. I like the fact that we have an armored horse. That's kind of cool. I so, still don't know why horses fit into forty k, but sure. Because uh, horses can still do more than a dirt bike. Right. Um. Now, especially with a, an army release of last year with Votan, and it's just like the whole. Oh, maybe this is why the Tau got their technology so quick is because you know the Votan were just like here weird things have this technology and have a better life. This could be Votan contact too right. it is true we do know that there are humans within the tower that, that have betrayed the emperor um because they've seen the lie or they've seen the light of the greater good or whatever it is but we do know that that exists that that has been confirmed in canon um not just in memes yes there's memes about this has been for over a decade uh but we do know that it exists in canon so it would make sense i i, I am obviously more excited about space gaven but no, i like the fact that all of these are pretty much Hinting at things that we've kind of wanted to see for a while. Um, but there was a couple of things about the, the, the about the demon things and great hordes and hulks and da 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 da. da. But th those are the, those are the two most recent ones and the ones that really caught my eye. Um, we're getting the first book coming out soon because the first book is all about Angron. But we've got some more good stuff coming. I'm kind of hoping that we see some of this stuff teased in um, Kill Team first, like we did with the um, the Voltan. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, socks. Any particular highlights for you out of the workshop stuff? No, <laughs> not, e not even the um the the, the um the, the, the space lizard li the, the lizard men that are riding dinosaurs. Socks, if them. I if I send you a box of uh, an army of Games Workshop, would you put it together, paint it, and play with it? If you were gifted, maybe, maybe. <laughs> There is a challenge that we've been talking about doing for our fourth year anniversary, and it does involve Games Workshop at some point. It doesn't have to be a game, though. But maybe we can talk about that next episode. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Socks, uh, this stuff is either awesome for you or salt in an open wound. Let's get yeah. to the salt in open wounds later. <laughs> I just want to talk about what it is first, and yes, then we're going to touch on how we're feeling. Um, so, everything is up for pre-order. Um, th there's definitely some good and some bad with this. Now, obviously, like, we, we were very excited about this when this first got announced. Um, because, I mean, it's it's Marvel Crisis Protocol, but it's Star Wars. I mean, what's not to like about that idea? Uh, I do initially have one big problem, which is that they had initially said that this was not just Marvel Crisis Protocol, but with Star Wars. But from everything that we've seen so far, that appears 
supposed to be all this is. Like the dice are, from, are basically it. The measuring gauges almost look identical. It's just the artwork that's kind of changed on them. Um, and the pricing structure is actually probably more than... It's, it's arguably more expensive than Marvel was, but that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Because Star Wars. Well... It's also coming with more in the boxes too. Is probably no. So- Socks is agreeing with me. He's nodding his head in agreement. Yeah, but you're getting more in these boxes than you were in the Marvel ones. So that's it's not actually fair to just blame it on Star Wars. So anyway, my AT- my that's that's got nothing to do with the salt that we want to talk about. <laughs> Let me finish. So we're no. getting our initial <laughs> we're getting our initial box set. It's the Mandalorians. Mandalorians. Um facing more mandalorians but we've got other stuff with them as well um the core set looks really good um 165 bucks or the better part of um if you're in australia then you're paying way too much for this unfortunately you're paying an extra 65 dollars more than you should be um i I, I keep having to tell myself that these aren't 28 mil these are like you know 40 mil yeah Yeah, these are 40 mil mil. i i I have to keep telling myself because i'm like i'm looking at that i'm like that's expensive these are bigger i gotta keep telling myself myself that these are yeah. bigger um, also coming with a lot more terrain as well you're getting 23 pieces of terrain yeah you're, they're yes uh, yeah and it's like that in a little bit oh, yeah. hell i didn't even see that yeah okay so maybe that isn't too bad of a deal then no no the, the deal is good the resin oh i didn't notice that i think maybe they're plastic they were all plastic in the previous one i'd be very surprised if this isn't plastic. I, yeah no, there's no mention of resin nope i'm not seeing no no it's it, everything that they've done previously is plastic i don't understand why they would change that at this point because the money's already there like that would be a step backwards for them at this stage um okay the other two box sets that are coming out alongside as far as characters is concerned we have a general kenobi and i love the name of this box so much it's called hello there squad pack i just love that so much it's just leaning straight into the meme it's brilliant um we also have the uh count dooku one which is twice the pride squad pack which is not quite as fun as hello there but i'll give i'll give them credit it's still good um of all of these like of those particular two i think i prefer count dooku model wise i just think it's more interesting I don't know about you, socks. Like, just of the like of Kenobi versus Do- Doku. Do you have any particular preference? Uh, I have to agree with Dooku because Dooku? the reason being, I think the models are more interesting personally. But that's just well, me. Not, not just that, but they it, they put the exact same pose as they did for Obi Wan in Legion. It's the exact same pose. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean it is just his a pose, scale. but yeah, it is his typical pose. But it's the exact same pose. As it, it kind of Legion. looks like they've just made them. I mean, I know it's only a sculpt, but it kind of looks like yeah, it's just a big version um and uh, yes you were getting clone troopers and that's all well and good but eh. i i'm 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 like excitement there's so many mandalorian armor sets in this in this game already well yes and that's quite deliberate i'm not complaining i'm just like i mean like that would be the one appeal to me of like i mean the mandalorians like they're they're kind of cool also uh did you know that uh uh in brazil in the movies he's count uh 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 instead of dooku no because Dooku means poo. That's a good change. <laughs> That's a good change. Um, yeah, so, I mean, th- 
there is some decent stuff coming out for this. Um, but I mean, th there's also a couple of terrain packs. We are getting one, which is essentially, which is basically what I predicted we would get. We would get one box that is just what's in the core set, but separately. Uh, and then we're getting another one, which is slightly different. Uh, you can also buy the dice and the measuring tools separately as well. But let's get into it. Socks, what happened just before this pre-order went up? So the they, Legion stuff. Yeah. So Atomic Mass Games released new rule set 2.5 edition um and reading through it i was not my, not just myself there are a lot of people across the community that are not happy with the rules yes lvl just happened and amgs did say that, that the rules are a living document so there are probably gonna be some changes coming out of lvo which i hope they fix because i'll show you an example on screen because this is, i've got my ats to e here and uh if i have a, a mini say you're shooting me from over here or i'm shooting you from over here you can't shoot this mini because this entire tower blocks this mini you can't see through ground vehicles. You can't see uh, their, their their line of sight and cover rules are atrocious. They're probably one of the worst that I've seen in any miniature game. That, that's been <laughs> a heartache that, that a lot of people are having because you measure from any part of the defender's base, and if it's a sliver behind a, a building, it gets cover. To, to be fair, to be fair, a lot of games always seem to go through a um, their cover and line of sight rules get really jacked up and skewed at least once or twice. So first edition was actually pretty good there was a few mistakes but <clears throat> not as not as bad i mean so i i just watched a video i can't remember on youtube and it, that same I, I, example with the atsd if you're shooting over somebody and who's hiding underneath the bridge you can still shoot him with the atsd because you can measure yeah. from his base i i'm not defending atomic mass games at age yeah. anyway here but the rule set where you said was good that was not atomic mass games that was fantasy flight right, right exactly so now atomic mass games they own this and they're like oh we're gonna do this we know we're doing we can't be at fault oh holy crap you done jacked it up there billy you're no. just basically lent into what most of the community is arguing at this point but i actually have an argument of my own that i had well not argument i had a debate of my own with that one of our local groups recently and here's my theory who's atomic mass games owned by the biggest game company in the world who's fantasy flight owned by same company mm -hmm. who is it that ultimately makes the business decisions for asmodee games asmodee or asmodee sorry because they're french uh, here's my theory. We have this new Star Wars game and we want this to be successful and we'd like to phase out Legion. Uh, so we want you to change the rules to kind of push in that direction. Although they just released a kill team version <clears throat> of the game. The for free. For a kill team. For free. For yeah. free. It's, a, it's open beta testing for a kill team version of Legion. So I'm not going to disagree with you completely, Bruce. Well, I, I hadn't I, finished, I, but okay. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, make the rule set suck to get people to go buy Shatterpoint and play that because the rule set's good. And yeah. then once once sales level off for Shatterpoint, oh hey look we learned from our mistake. Here's better rules from Legion. Start playing that again and spending money on that. So where I was leaning is because I mean the people have been making this argument in the community like since that rule set came out, right Sox? That Atomic Mass Games are doing this on purpose so that they can get like that that has been the argument in the community. If that it's argument had important. yeah if that argument had any merit, then it would be coming from Atomic it wouldn't be coming from AMG, it would be coming from Asmodee. Because Asmodee ultimately are the business makers here. They are ultimately the ones and when it comes to the other bit of news that we are gonna talk about in a second, that was an Asmodee thing as well. Uh but here's the problem. Like Legion is still selling hotcakes. It would make absolutely no 
sense to sabotage a successful business model for something that may fall on its rear end. I mean, I doubt it. I doubt that it will, but it may not be successful. It's a risk at this point. Why would you sacrifice something that is genuinely selling hotcakes for a maybe? Um, because there's not a bigger project profit margin in there. The profit margin is going to be exactly the same. And it's designed that way. Um, so the the argument's crap is basically what I'm trying to argue. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I know I got a weird look from Socks because he doesn't know what the other thing is, I think. Uh, there's an alternate sculpt out there yes, for you know, Padawan Ahsoka. Ahsoka. So this only. particular, it's pre-order, well, it, it's an early it's, access. Yes. So this got huge uproar from the community. Everybody was very upset about this. Some, because it's like, why are we getting two Ahsokas already? Uh, but even before they talked about why for that, I felt it was kind of obvious as to why. Basically, as Modi came down and said, we want something special to happen for our Hobby First program. Uh, can you please do something to, to, f exclusively for that? And Atomic Mass Games were like, well, we don't want to do something exclusive because we don't think that's very fair to the rest of the community. We're going to do an early access thing instead. So I'm going to applaud them for that because I think that's a much better way of doing business. And not that I'm saying that they did this because we've said it before, but we have literally made this argument on several occasions about exclusivity being a problem in this business. Um, but here's the other side of that argument. Guess what nobody in most countries has access to? Hobby first. Yep. So I've been doing a little bit of digging and A, there's no stores in Australia that have access to this. The suppliers literally got told that it's not available to the Australian market by Asmodee. That is what the suppliers got told. Doors are being given the runaround, saying that they have to speak with their... Uh, so basically, when it comes to Australia, now, none of this is Atomic Mass Games' fault. I want to make that clear. I'm pointing the finger at Asmodee on this because to stores that are asking, they're going, oh, you just need to ask about it with your supplier. And then they're going behind their back and talking to the supplier saying, yes, this isn't available to you as opposed to being open about it. Now, this is not exclusively an Australian thing. I'm just arguing about it like this way because this happens to us frequently. Uh, so this is a bonus mini that you can get for pre-ordering. Um, it does appear to be something that you're just getting access to early, but that's kind of not the point. Um, if you're going to offer something, then you should be offering something, not saying something's going to happen on one hand and then not doing it with the other. Uh, there's differing opinions I'm hearing as to whether it's available in the in the uk or not it appears to be something mm -hmm. that it is available but for some stores some stores for some there seems to be some there's it seems to be an incentive for certain stores to join this program my i can't find a definitive answer on this but it appears that there like to me at least there must be some sort of financial cost for the store that they have to be able to justify like there are no stores that are saying well no i couldn't do it because it was too expensive but those that can't do it are just kind of like yeah no i, I we, we don't have access to it i wonder if, if it's something like a um like you have to have a certain amount of like product or stock on the shelf like like for a games workshop in order to be a games workshop store that's what that's what i suspect is going on here yeah okay. which means that it's only gonna which is what means like if i'm right and i may not be uh that it's a thing of that you need to have 
have space to be able to stock everything or you need to like um wizard of the coast do with their magic stores they only allow you to be an official store if you sell x amount of product per month which if you're a small store just doesn't happen because you can't stock everything or you may not have the turnover if you don't live in an area that has that and that look that that's fine that that's literally how business works um but if that is what the reason i'm pointing this finger is that if that is what this hobby next project is then asmodee need to be more open about what this thing is and don't just blame the stores which is what they're trying to do because they're trying to make it look like it's the store's fault if customers don't have access to it when it's not because it's well, their fault for designing the program the wrong way well no it is the store's fault because they're not in the program <laughs> yeah but they're not allowed to join the program join the program problem solved <laughs> it's probably it's not even allowed probably because like they don't want to have to deal with the shipping side of it but yeah. i mean they're sending everything else here it wouldn't actually cost them anything more to send them other product they're just choosing not to make it available to this country slash new zealand i don't know new zealand for a fact but usually we get lumped together you're not the same country no they had the option of joining us at one point and that's an invitation <laughs> that when australia was formed new zealand was given the offer and new zealand chose not to because of the way that australia treated their first in uh their first nation peoples that is an offer that technically has always been on the table i don't see new zealand ever backing down on that stance because at this point them joining australia would be like a downgrade wait so so australia was just prison and then like new zealand was solitary confinement is that how it worked no um new zealand <laughs> history time whereas the australian government tried to commit genocide uh the new zealand government literally made a peace treaty with their first nation people and they have been together ever since well to be fair though too some of those new uh, zealand uh, did the one thing no no other uh continental country did well and, and a lot of uh, uh new zealand's indigenous uh population they're kind of scary so i i'd want to make peace with them too and stuff <laughs> i'm not saying that they did it out of the kindness of their heart but like the reason that <laughs> the reason they didn't join australia is because of how australia was treating their indigenous and that's just a fact of life um because yeah. unfortunately that's the way life was for everybody at that point moving on so, though because i think we've so, talking about that well I, I think I, i've got one question for socks oh socks. sorry yeah we haven't even got to socks salt yet socks. socks are you going to do shatter point yes or no at this point probably not because i'm, I'm in the same boat it, right it's now. not just because of this it's not just because of this since the merger the takeover i have not been happy with amg they killed an entire line of, of product that i have sitting on the shelf that i spent thousands and thousands of dollars does your wife know that yes she does okay just, I just... <laughs> and with this new rule set i have i mean i even told you guys uh no actually mm. I, that's I, why I he's asking the question i have lost all interest in painting legion right now but what socks is talking about is they took over x-wing they took over and, and, and armada with, with the no, I know. They have done. I haven't been for a while, no. and they took over Legion. The very first thing they did was basically kill Legion. Uh, not Legion. No, so they, they basically killed Armada. They still haven't officially done that. They're just not talking about the game anymore, which means that it's dead. After um, three little mini extravaganzas where they do pre product reviews and painting, and, and they, they haven't touched Armada once, other than it's on. We the literally, we literally said that if they didn't talk about it last game, the game is dead, and they didn't talk about it, so the game is dead. Um, can you still buy? Armada? You they can, can't you? Of course, that's 120 bucks here on the yeah. side. Yeah, you can you can buy the the, the reprints. They're 
printing everything, but they're not, they're just not making new they're just stuff. They're not supporting it, yeah. But the only thing that they've supported is a little box event, a little store event scenario. That's the only thing they've they've released in the three years since they've yeah. took over. And so then, yeah, X-Wing, like, just, yeah, it's never really recovered from that, that revision. Uh, Legion has just gone down that same path now. We will see if it gets... It is probably worth noting, if a game company changes something about a game and you don't like it, you can still play the old version of that game. There are still people to this day that play Rogue Trader, and that game hasn't existed for uh, well over a decade. Um, Blood Bowl didn't exist officially for how long, George? About seven years? Something like that. The literal Blood Bowl community kept that game alive when Games Workshop killed it a long time ago. The only uh, reason we have Blood Bowl now is because of that community. Uh, technically, uh, there's a Warhammer Fantasy version 8 that's community-driven. Uh, 9, sorry, but yes. Is it is it 9 now? Okay. No, no, it was always 9. 8th was the last previous official edition. I thought it was 7th was the last official edition. Was it? Why is it 9th age then? Oh, I don't know. Otherwise. Whatever. I don't care about fantasy. But, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my argument was essentially that, look, if at the end of the day, Socks, if they don't fix the problems, there's nothing that says that you and your community can't just choose to play the other version of the game. Or me and my kids, because we have a whole bunch of stuff already. So, yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I mean, just look at it this way. It's just now a really big, expensive board game you have now. I have two of those. <laughs> yeah. I when you get into Armada, when Armada I, first came out. I was really, really hyped for Shatterpoint right up until the point where the pre-order went live. Um, I mean, do I? I mean, especially, I don't really care. Really done any any previews of rules or gameplay or anything like that? And and now they're no, 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 no. They've literally done none. They are not showing any how to play until Adepticon. Yep. Don't worry. There's people. There's been people that's called them out on that too because that's a huge red flag for me personally. Uh, and yeah. I'm not the only one to say that. That's a fairly common opinion. Um, but. <sighs> That I don't really care about the Osa the, the Osaka thing. I mean, look, it's a nice mini, but I mean, look, they are offering it later. It's not like it's an exclusive thing where I would genuinely have a problem with it. Um, I mean, I think it sucks the way that Asmodee are choosing to do business, but it doesn't. I mean, it's it's just something you don't have the option to buy. It's not like you're getting something for free in other places and you're not getting it for free here. Um, so it's well, it's not the end of the day. But at the end of the day, it's the price gouge that. I mean, Marvel had a price gouge too. It wasn't as bad as this one. Um, um, I to the point where I'd forgotten about it. I'd a hundred percent forgotten it was a thing because it's like a forty dollar, fifty dollar difference. This is a sixty to seventy dollar difference. Uh, I mean, it's not a huge. It's borderline on Games Workshop territory as far as price gouge is concerned. Uh, the funny thing about this is that with Marvel, it's usually the smaller boxes where the difference is more noticeable. It's actually more with the core set on this one, which I find rather amusing. Well, because uh, now you're, I, you're seeing it on the core set because this is new, big, shiny. They want yeah. people to buy that new big shiny, and they want you know. So th that's that's where they're going to maximize. Once everyone's got the core set, then they're going to switch probably to the the side set. So yeah. So with the core set, I mean that core set, like even at the, the three hundred bucks, it's a really good value set. Honestly, like I, you're getting if, a lot in that box. If, if I were to do point, this, though. if I were to do this, I would pick up that. I would pick up that core box. Just look at that with all the terrain and the number of miniatures in it. That would be the one I would go with. I wouldn't do Kenobi. I wouldn't do you know. 
you know, count poop, I would do that core <laughs> box set. I, I, I did um, that just to get you the laugh socks. <laughs> I'm I'm not buying anything at this. Like when pre-order went live, I kind of went, oh, I'm not sure I care anymore. Um, I mean, I may pick this up at a later stage, but I'm not pre-ordering it yet. I, I'm definitely not pre-ordering anything until I see gameplay. Like that's just not happening uh, because that's just a terrible idea. I like, even Kickstarter show you how their game works in theory. Um, I could pretty much guarantee you that if they're not up there already, measure engages for this game will already be available for free online. Like that, they'll be all over Thingiverse pretty much. Um, because the, the only issue is is that we don't officially know the sizes of all these things. Once the game goes live, I guarantee you you'll be able to find free versions of those for sure uh, that you can 3D print. Hell, you could once you know what the official sizes are, you could just use the measuring tape, or I don't know, use the MCP ones you already own. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, well, I don't. Should we talk about some greater good? Let's talk about some greater good. But we've already talked about the greater good. Yes, but this one's made by Cromlech. Cromlech are really well known for some awesome Orc minis. They are releasing a whole new set of stuff, which is currently on sale for 15% off, which I think is just because of the um, pre-order. So they have a whole heap of alternate um, Tau stuff or cast Enclave stuff, starting with a whole heap of drone sets that look absolutely gorgeous. If I were to do Tau, I would be really considering doing these drones. I, I these love drones these drones. Looks so good, in my opinion. The Enclave's Angel Shark, I think, is my favorite thing in the entire set. That giant drone is just awesome. Like, so, there's nothing about this that isn't amazing. Uh, this is all resin, by the way. So, I'm, I'm like, going to good resin. I'm going to date myself here a little bit, right? So, all these little drones, right? You know, they kind of remind me of like the, the little guys from Batteries Not Included. Anyone remember that? Yes. Not included, yes. Right? Where the guy fixed the little robot, you know, right? Yeah, for Angel Shark is, you know, big mom and mothership, you know, one that comes in from space and, you know, wipes out humanity that hurt her little drones. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea. Um, the Enclave's Barrage is quite cool as well. Ah, I just opened them and closed them. That was dumb. And these are kind of like three-legged walker type looking things. Yeah, that's, that's really oh, they're interesting. Four legs. Like, this is genuinely, like, it appears to be a drone version of one of the battle suits, as far as I can tell. It looks like a broadside. I don't know the, the size of this is the only issue I have, but it looks so, like it's supposed to be a broadside. Yeah, I was going to say, like, look at the one picture where you can see some of the little drones in the back. If that scale is a Approximate, then yeah, this is like the I like the small size battlesuit size. I really like this. Like I, I really like what they're doing with this. It's really pretty. Um the other I like the uh the emergency uh drone team. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you on yeah. that. Those look all sorts of there's just so much going on with those. Yeah. And the thing is look at the pictures, it's like they literally looks like they've designed it to where it's just like, yeah, you could put some of the, the uh bits on, or or hear me out, you could put all of the bits all on them. <laughs> <laughs> See, alternate models for 40k is genuinely a thing that exists. Like, and there's a lot of it out there if you want to go hunting for it. Unless you go and play in an actual uh, sanctioned games workshop tournament. Yes, true. But I'm just talking about finding it at this point. The issue oh, yeah, that we've sure. come across a couple of times is that there are a few companies out there that just outright try to steal from Games Workshop's aesthetic. I really like it when a company goes out of their way to make something of their own that still feels like it belongs. Like, this is a 100% their creation. There's nothing Games Workshop about this. But it really feels like it fits into that army. And if you're someone that, like, if you don't like the crit side of the game, or, like, maybe the suits just don't do it for you, you wish every th 
thing was kind of like a drone-ish. This would let you do that. How you implement them is kind of completely irrelevant at that point. Um, because, I mean, if they feel like they fit, then you just make them whatever it is that you want them to be. Well, uh, it's um, like my, uh, my Emperor of Mankind mini I got, right? There's no Emperor yeah. of Mankind. But you know what? When he's all put together, he's about the same size as a Custodius Dreadnought. So guess how he's getting on the field? He's a Custodius yep. Dreadnought. Um, I really, really like this stuff. I mean, if I was to do it, the emergency team would be my, like, the equivalent of the command, not the commander, but the, the small suit. And yeah. the the angel fire would be sorry, not the angel fire, the, but the barrage battle drone team would be my broadsides if the sizes are right. Right. I really, really like this stuff. It's really pretty. It's good to see that this uh, this company is still going and flourishing. Um, you know, especially with the uh, the recent history of you know the owner creator uh, passing. Uh, yeah, a couple years ago. So it's good to see them still doing stuff. Yeah, actually, that was very recent. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was within the last two years. Last one year. I I think was it last year i think it was last year i could be wrong i think it was 21 it, but it was still fairly recent mm. um the stuff looks great um the angel shark it makes me giggle yeah i really like it all right i would like to talk about tt combat who were they <laughs> it's a very it's a very small company that they're someone that we talk about quite regularly Okay, so this first one, you you guys are both going to be looking at the um, run sheet and having no idea why I've written this the way that I am. All I'm going to do is look you in the face and say, trust me. For sure. people that... Yeah, trust me. So, if you're a wrestling fan, what does everybody want? What does everybody need? And that's all I need to say about this particular mini because, yeah, that's exactly who this is supposed to be. And there's no way Louis can tell me otherwise. This is meant to be Al Snow. Uh, there was a wrestler in the 90s called Al Snow, uh, and that was at the start of his music and let me put it this way he used to walk out into the crowd not into the crowd carrying he used to walk head? out carrying a mannequin a foam mannequin head oh okay i was like what does everybody want head? what does everybody need and he was carrying a foam mannequin head that said head on it i'm not going to say anything else but yeah that that's yeah what does everybody want what does everybody need head because head is really popular and it's a really cool thing that i'm holding in my hand what what, what i need is the really good boy from the 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 next link yes I'm going to agree with you on that. So this, the bodybuilders, I really like. Yeah. So we had we had previews of parts of this. Uh, I still love the, the zombie that is on its phone trying to tell you to wait. Like, I love that. It's just so much fun. But I'm sorry, this graveyard looking thing is amazing. It's got part of a turnbuckle in it. Yeah, that that bodybuilder, like it's that's very very good. Um, yep. But yes, the bestest of the boys, and I like the fact that he actually. He looks like he's just a dog too like he's not an undead dog no no it's just a dog with with, with part of them in their mouth maybe that's the necromancer i kind of want that to be the necromancer or 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 maybe maybe he's been trained to fetch the parts when they get torn off and tossed right because he is holding the arm yep no that's true there's also an undead goat man uh who is wait where is he there he is which is just like it's an undead centaur wait centaur no that's a ram i'm just trying to think well, what's the satyr no they're the half goat thing what's the one where like they have like where they they, they are like they're goat men what are those ones satyrs and then the minotaur oh, i was right satyrs i was right i was doubting myself yeah but satyrs uh, have a human head not a goat head true but yeah uh and then we have what is very clearly the lich which is still all kinds of awesome oh god the name of the good boy is good boy oh really go look at the cards <gasps> it is too oh oh that's brilliant i don't know if this is one of the ones that lewis worked on before he left or not i know we're reaching to 
towards the end of the ones that he had been working on, but I, I don't know if we've gotten past them or not. I think this is still one of his, but I could be wrong. Uh, maybe we will be able to get clarification if we're still working on that or not. Uh, there's no way to know from this, but I know that there was still stuff that he had worked on that wasn't out, so I don't know if we've gotten through that stuff or not. I really like this th these two box sets. I think they look amazing. Dog actually has a special rule called spare limb that the friendly wrestlers get if they're standing nearby, which I think goes to George's <laughs> point of yep. gathering body parts. <laughs> yep. Nope. That is true. <sighs> There is an old, old saying that comes from an old presidential man. Speak softly and carry a big stick. Well, I've got a better idea. Yep, I've got a better idea. Speak softly and carry a giant cannon into battle. The Ottoman Corsairs are awesome. And he's literally carrying a giant cannon. Oh, smoking on a pipe. Yep, that's that, That's never a bad idea. I mean, smoke around a cannon. No. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, well, no, so um, it's probably like his version of like the, um, uh, like the, the punk or whatever you know the yeah it just embers so you could touch off the, the fuse that's right. probably what he uses his pipe for he probably flips it you know and like taps it and the cannon boom yeah that actually would make sense and so he's not so he's not so much smoking it as he's keeping it ready for when he fires maybe i really like this box set this actually did come out a couple of weeks ago just we hadn't had a chance to talk about it uh, it's currently on pre-order until the 10th which i think is the case for all of them yes it's the case for all of them um i really really like this stuff uh the bodybuilders is easily my highlight though i don't know about you guys um i'm gonna have to go with the bodybuilders just because they've got the good boy yep. yeah the good boy and is great what about you socks do you like the doberman i kind of like the guy holding the cannon i mean it just sounds fun to just carry the big massive naval cannon into in the battle into the ring yeah just... yeah I, I like the fact that he, it looks like he's flexing because do you even flex bro do you even lift bro i should say rather he just looks like he's holding like yeah i'm lifting this what's the problem but he's not aiming he's curling is what he's doing yeah oh well, I mean, beautiful stuff as he well, curls it you know curling, he changes the, the trajectory so i mean you know that, that was my point yes <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. um do you two get what i'm quoting in the next one nope these guys as policeman oh okay yep i got it now so there's an old english comedy called a low a low based on world war ii one of the people from a low a low was an Englishman that was convinced that his French accent was perfect. And this is how he used to speak. And it's uh, disguised as Pelosman is, is literally one of the things that he said. Uh, anyway, this is a French resistance partisan cell for use in 0200 hours. And looking at it, instantly my thought was on a lower low because we have so many characters here that would fit into that world. Like literally, straight out, uh, there's, the, there's the old man listening to the radio. Uh, there's the old man, there's the, there's the young woman that will only say this once um people that are working in cafes and stuff i mean look they're not necessarily directly out of a lower low it's just how i saw them when i saw them um i like this i really like this i don't have o200 hours i know somebody that does and i want to play it uh eugene i, I want to play o200 hours at some point because I, I think we need to buy the french resistance so that i can speak in a very bad french accent all day that would be amazing thank you um i really like this stuff this is really nice and it's a part of the it's a part of the war that nobody ever really speaks about unless they want to pretend that the french were um useful cowardly surrender monkeys which is not actually what happened french the idea of french being really weak and cowardly in world war ii is a complete work of fiction they were a hundred percent like yes they obviously did put up the white flag but it's literally one of the reasons why we won the war because they were behind the lines the entire time 
Anyway, I really like this. Let's move on because it's just one box. I really like this though. Um, Two Thin Coats is back on Kickstarter. So Duncan Rhodes has been around for a while on his own at this point and he's doing rather well. Uh, we've got another 60 colours coming through from his paint line. Which, for all intensive purposes, I mean, I don't think any of us have tried it, but I've not heard anybody at all talk was, negatively about the line at this point. Well, so here's my thing. I've not heard anyone talk about it at all. I, I definitely have. Okay. I just, I, I know it's out there. I know there's some people who are like, ooh, you know, like some It's only who... been out there for a few months at this point. Um, In theory, I know I can buy it locally. I choose not to because I don't go to that store and I won't say which one it is. Um, But yeah, so... This is back on Kickstarter. Um, I hadn't really noticed that there were glaring, obvious, missing things in the wave, but I really like some of these colors. Like, so there's some really bright colors in this, which is nice. Yeah, um, looking at the minis display there, that, that top right, like, th there's some colors that are just screaming, hey, look at me, look at me, I'm over here, look at me. Oh, yeah, yeah. which are called the brights. There's also some more metallics, because everybody needs more metallics. Uh, there's some more washes. The, the Tempest Blue Wash kind of looks like a jean blue wash to me, because uh, it's like that gray bluish sort of color. Um, most of these seem to be kind of like they're like duller type colors, and they've got some some, some specific glazes, which is interesting. Uh, just adding to the line, pretty much. Uh, his line is doing the whole triad thing, like a lot of people are. So, if you're invested in the line, this is obviously going to be something that you look at. Um, the second wave is one hundred and ninety-two dollars because you will have already missed the um, early wave at this point if you haven't backed it already. Um, you can still buy the first wave at the same discounted price. Price, or you can buy everything for 360 bucks like all intensive purpose i mean th these are not cheap paints like these are paints as you would expect to be paying for them i'm not saying that these prices are bad i'm just saying they're not i don't think that I, this is a cheap line it's it's a regular paint. i didn't even notice that until you pointed that out that like you have the pressure pink then hot pink then neo pink like i didn't even like until you pointed that out didn't even realize that he's you know his paint line is you know your dark mid and and highlight like all mm. in one yeah um if you you was to buy them at the kickstarter price you're looking at three dollars 20 a pot which is like it's a decent deal well considering that like a a, a simple, similar dropper of like a, a vallejo like that's going to be uh about five six bucks right yep um there's been daily unlocks uh like so he's doing stretch goals and so forth um so we've had like a storage box that's going to be coming which is nice um we're getting some minis that are made available there's a rust effect paint that's already been unlocked um so there's a light rust a medium rust there's a verdigree coming uh so on and so forth and then obviously you've got your obligatory examples because obviously you need examples um i like the storage rack actually i quite like that it's more my, of a my, thing but i quite like that i guess my question is is uh, can you just like do you have to thin this out a lot to drop into an airbrush or can you just go into an airbrush and go from what i understand this stuff is very opaque so yes you would need to thin it out I don't know what you would need to thin it to. Uh, that's an interesting question, though. Like, at this particular point, he's going to have 120-plus colours. Um, where does he go next? Does he go airbrush-wise? I don't think going the um, contrast route would be a very smart thing at this point. I think there's already too many players in that space. Um, an airbrush line makes sense, but there's a lot of players in that space, too. Well, it, I, I don't know if that's, you know, there's a lot of players. It's just is there's just, like, 
like the good go-tos and no one else will you know half my airbrush stuff well no not even half of it probably probably five six of it it's vallejo yeah do you know why because it's the biggest range in the world because it's vallejo like who who yeah. makes better airbrush paint for minis than vallejo not not some other crap company out there that's uh peddling off garbage uh accessories i'll get back to you on that i still need to finish my <laughs> review on the i i have i have the full army painter line of airbrush paints but i haven't sorry no not the full line i have a large range of them uh but what? i haven't finished my review on them yet. well an army painter is another one of those you know it's like yeah they, they've got good stuff too no I, i'm not knocking army painter i'm no i'm not no no no. i know i know that's not what you were saying uh postage wise you're looking at a fairly reasonable rates honestly um coming to australia is about 40 bucks uh it's 60 bucks if you want to buy both waves that that's fairly reasonable honestly i mean it's not great but it's, it's fairly reasonable uh 29 bucks to the us 11 bucks to the uk obvious reasons that's where he's located um it's all fairly reasonable honestly um well, as, as yeah. long as duncan's been in the hobby and you know doing things with and for the hobby uh he knows a thing or two about what what we are willing to to go after yep um and like yes i mean he's been successful but at the same time like this is not a guy that has a successful enough business that he can wear these sort of risks either um looking at the original um this new wave is pretty much right in line with what you would expect from the last one and th this one delivered I'm just bringing up the comments at the moment. Um, the only questions that seem to be outstanding is when they're going to be on store shelves, which is the big question everybody has had, honestly, uh, because at that point, that, that's something that's outside of his control because even with the paints that are on the market right now, you are you will be in some areas where the paint line you want just isn't available in stores. I, Ar yeah. Army Painter is probably, what, number three as far as popularity is concerned, and they are quite difficult to find in some places. Vallejo's the, probably the second easiest, Citadel being the first, unfortunately. Yeah, I'd say Citadel, then you've got like your Vallejo's, uh, and then... Yeah, I've, I've never actually seen Army Painter at retail. The only thing Army Painter I've seen at retail have been brushes, because they make decent cheap brushes. Yep. And they're basing material stuff, because who's who else is, makes that, you know, and who else is a big enough name to where, you know, they're Army Painter. You've um, also seen their wet palette from memory, because you owned one of them, unless you unless you Amazon that. Oh, I know uh, you no, weren't I, a fan of it, and I'm not oh, suggesting yeah, that you should I, be. No, but... I, I, I Amazoned it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So Alright, that's it for the news. Um, I mean, I, I could could have spoken about a few other things army pa i will speak very briefly i don't have an article about this but army painter are releasing their second version of their speed paint uh during the review that i did i kind of suggested a few things that i wanted to see when it was released one of which was i wanted the big box to be basically all of the new paints with maybe just a few of the popular ones from the old one and that's basically what they've released uh, I wanted one of the offerings to be, look, you already have this, this is all of the new stuff. And that's basically what they've done, which is perfect. Um, the new formula, because one of the false information that had been out there for a while was the fact that um, the um, the old version of the paints reactivated under water. Like if you went over it with water, it would reactivate again and, and it would mix and come off and stuff. And that is something that people had been saying was a fault with the product. The problem is, is that it wasn't a fault with the product. It was actually designed to work that way. It's how it, it's, it was literally how they got it to stop, uh, like the pooling effect that contrast has. Um, now, people didn't like that and that's fine, but it, it wasn't a fault of the product. Uh, the new way, they basically had to try 
can't find a way of getting that problem to go away without causing a new problem and it appears that they have done that i obviously would be putting that to the test i didn't have any issues with the reactivation i mean it, it definitely was a thing that you could get happen um but i had no issues with it because i was you know careful with my painting um which is something that you need to be doing when you're using a, a paint style like that um so i will definitely be picking up this new wave uh, i don't have it ordered at this stage it will be ordered and i will buy that big box but it'll be a matter of time at this stage let's discuss an indie indie definition oh. independent type slang word jargon victoria miniatures yep so we've spoken a couple of times about these guys in the news uh the most recent one being these halfling miniatures that we see on screen at the moment the plastic halfling snipers specifically but there's quite a few things that these guys do and i, I when i spoke about that news article i i did specifically say that i probably should look at these guys at some stage soon um all right so if you scroll down you will start getting an idea of the sort of stuff that these guys offer straight away a lot of this stuff is alternate 40k miniatures um there are some lines in particular that are quite notorious um i want to go where's the van demon land ones here we go the van demon world's devils is the ones that you want to open up first george you've seen these people in the real life who are these guys uh, uh what are they um oh they come from a country that doesn't exist if you ask the flat earthers it's my people but in 40k it's a whole world of australians uh, for those that are wondering, Van Diemen's Land is the original name of Tasmania. Uh, so yes, this is 40k Australian minis. Uh, you can get a whole heap of these guys. I, I love the um, the tiny little shorts here on the female officer. That's just brilliant. Uh, you can just buy the slouch hats. Uh, you can buy just the heads if you want to add them to existing minis. Or you can buy the whole thing. There's a heavy weapon crew there. Uh, there's different conversions that you can buy. There's the shorts legs, kneeling. Lots and lots of different things that you can buy to make a whole big army. Um, I mean, if you want to do a whole big army, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be having a lot of fun i well, love I, these things i was gonna say they kind of uh, had a reminiscent look of uh not not the females obviously but uh uh roosevelt's uh rough riders mm -hmm. they, they, they do they have, have rough the, riders somewhere where's the rough riders rough rider yeah, there we go yeah but they, they had the the, uh, the similar style of hat and stuff going too yeah uh these are pretty cool um you, got, you could do a uh, scottish even if you painted up tartan and stuff very much so there's no, also I mean, a there's, there's a highland guard oh you okay you've gone out yes yes there is um, okay, yeah, let's open up those. The oh, they got bagpipers. <laughs> And a gas mask. And here we are. Yep. So we've got our kilts here. Now you're going to have to paint the tartan for yourself. There's no easy way around that. And I'm sorry, painting tartan is not going to be easy either. Um, there's certainly a reason why I've never done it and probably never will. Uh, the range on these guys is not quite as large as the Australian ones. The Australian ones is one of the first ones that they had done. So that's why that range is significantly larger. But I do love this stuff though. Um, the stuff that you see is sold out is because their current stock is sold out they will be recasting it there's also the broodlian beast guard which is literally what you think it is it's a guardsman troop of beasts a little bit more limited in that particular range but still very pretty they've also got desert scorpions uh they've got ice warriors they've got victorian guard which is literally straight something out of 40k that you can't buy anymore uh i don't remember what they're called in the in the victorian guard but anyway there's a lot of really cool stuff here there is there's they also have spork which is an orc thing orc 
by Trenchworks. They've got oh, they've got Lucha Orcs. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah, Victoria Miniatures have been around for a while. Uh, they are, I would argue that they're a staple of the community. Like they've got a lot of alternate stuff here. Like you can buy full miniature ranges as well as just conversion stuff for your existing minis. I mean, there's a few companies that do like alternate heads for minis. This is definitely like if you're looking for a specific look, this is definitely one of the companies you want to go and have a look at. Um, scrolling back up, I do want to very quickly have a look through the characters because this is where you'll get some of your more unique stuff. Uh, they have a specific couple of minis here that they're doing for a fundraiser for the Ukraine, which is obviously a thing that's happening right now. Um, one is an STL version if you'd like to print it for yourself. The other one is the actual resin miniature. Um, and they do do that for a few things where you can just buy the STL. It's not really the big thing that they do. I quite like Corporal Tucky that's like tucking into a bucket of KFC. That That's kind of amazing. <laughs> Somewhere here, there is a Monty Python reference. There it is. Because nobody suspects who? The Spanish Inquisition. That's what. I thought no one expects the Spanish That's what I said. I think you said suspects. Yeah, maybe I spoke wrong. Uh, I, quite, I quite like Ooh. Sister Preacher, Safina, actually. Sylvia Brando is quite nice, which is totally not a female version of Sly Marbo. Definitely not. But I quite like that mini. That's gorgeous. I like the fact that they've actually designed it so that you can pose it any way you want to. If you scroll down, there is mm -hmm. a uh, Rolly Ruin Seeker epic scale. I'm guessing this is in the first one. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, in the character minis. Was it? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, he's, he's down a little bit. Oh, yeah, there he is. Oh no, I'm looking at a 28mm version. Is there a yeah, small yeah, version as well? Yeah, right right next to him. Oh, Epic is in big. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm thinking Epic <laughs> no. is in tiny little thing. <laughs> it's a dwarf. You can't do like Epic scale dwarves. They're like that. You have to do Epic <laughs> like they're... Oh, that is cool. Yeah. No, fun stuff. Um, ooh. Uh, he, he could be a Primark for your your, your space dwarves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he could totally be a Votan uh, Primark. Make up your own rules for it. Uh, I would just use uh, Ruin Lord rules from uh, Fantasy when I could uh, uh, literally one-shot a Lizardman uh, 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 dinosaur in one shot. Nice. Uh, I quite like the ogres as well. The, the ogres are quite fun. Grog, 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 Arnog, Ardnog. Uh, he's fun. He's just deliciously ugly. But yeah, like I said, they've got a lot of stuff. These guys did a, um, a fundraiser during the Australian bushfires as well. So um, they, they are very much a member of the community and not just a business. I mean, obviously, they're a bit their business, but they, they quite regularly will go out of their way to like give away their profits to to help they've raise got a, for good funds. They've got a Bucky Barnes. They do. If you go into characters, one, mm -hmm. two, third row down, third from the left, Colonel Ash Ironside. Oh lord, you're right. Oh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> it literally is his head too. Literally, it's it's literally him. That's brilliant. Because there is an Ironside in the Katachan army um, that has that sort of aesthetic. I mean, the, the head's completely different, but yeah. Like, like these guys, they have a lot of stuff here. Like, you, you could spend hours on this website quite easily. Um, so, yeah, Victoria Miniatures, victoriaminiatures.com. Like, they have a huge range. It's very, very much well worth it. But let's discuss some hobbies, shall we? Dream, blue, prime. Paint.
What have you been up to, George? I've been up to this. Nice. See if I can get my... There we go. I have gotten the box assembled. Nice. And I've got them all primed. The uh, wooden leather set uh, from Vallejo that you linked, that mm. showed up. Um, I didn't read it carefully. It's uh, not air. But I looked and Vallejo said, oh yeah, I just put a little bit of our thinner in and, you know, it'll work through an airbrush, no problem. So, yeah. Uh, got those. Uh, this one right here, this one was a pain to put together. That's the one I was talking about earlier. The Queen yeah, Bay like, one. Yeah, it's just... The amount of tiny little fidgety bits. Like here, where's one of these guys? Can I can I manipulate my arm to where you can even see the? Oh, Maybe. this is so hard because it's it's backwards. A little bit. Uh, too close to the lens. Yeah, but I, I have yeah. to get it. I have to get it close to show off the little like tiny thing that's hanging off his uh, branches. But yeah, it's. So yeah, um, that's what I've been working on. Um, I'm I'm quite excited to uh, be working on these guys. Uh, it, this is an army I've wanted to build for a very long time, and I took advantage of the uh, Christmas pack, and I finally started putting them together. And like once I once I started getting one put together, uh, I couldn't stop. Um, Which is always a good sign. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too is uh, I used some Badger uh, primer in the past, and I finally got my hands on some Vallejo airbrush primer, and I am never gonna wrap can again yep uh there's no fume my little exhaust fan that you can kind of see like right there does more than enough job of you know keeping it out of my my lungs and stuff and it just goes on so so quick easy and smooth and flat yep so uh that's i highly recommend i highly recommend avoiding rattle cans honestly with the exception of mdf kits if you need to paint mdf you need a rattle can because it's just too i mean you can do it with an airbrush it's just so much work because it just soaks up too much of it socks i know you i know you haven't been doing anything star wars but what have you been doing other than visiting um the 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 cradle of humanity that is the disgusting parks in your area. Glory, hallelujah. Black blood. Powder. So this, I this thought is, they said blood and plunder. Uh, black powder. Uh, it's a. It's part of the Warlords uh, Black Powder series. It's Glory, hallelujah, the American Civil War series. I've been looking at getting into that game for seven years now, and the wife has graciously agreed to let me buy the Gettysburg set for my birthday here in a few months. So Because it's, you know, two giant armies in one time. Any little box. Yeah, over two thousand figurines. So that are all like this big. Yeah, fifteen mil. So it's epic scale. Uh, so I've been looking at. Uh, I'm going to be ordering a few small stuff over the next few weeks. Uh, probably here soon. With especially since now that I now that the pledge manager for Company Heroes is opening up in in March, and I've backed that trying to order a few small stuff. So uh, I'll have that coming in. Uh, so until then, uh, who knows? I'll be getting two game systems this summer because Company Heroes is supposed to be shipped June July time frame. Is what they're hoping to do so nice until then i don't know <laughs> uh what have i been doing what have i been maybe doing paint, Gee. maybe i'll paint some of my uh victory at sea stuff by warlord games or uh sales of glory or black seas by warlord games as well so get back to those anyway nice. what are you up to bruce making a mess well yeah you've been tearing apart a bedroom and rearranging it in the garage the garage needs a lot more work so when i originally like because i've completely rearranged my bedroom basically at this point uh the way things had been set up originally i custom built the desk that i was using 
And it was a very big over-engineered desk. It was basically a wood bench that I was using for a computer. Uh, the way I had designed it was, in theory, because I wanted it to be big enough that I could use it for both hobby and my computer. Um, and when it never really did achieve that, I mean, it, I could use it for both, but it was kind of a compromise in both areas. Um, and because, I mean, I had designed it to be so large to fit in a certain spot that when I started to realise that I could never move my bedroom around it was like, yeah, I don't like the way this is laid out, but now I can't do anything about it. So for the last probably four or five months, I've been trying to figure it like, somewhat like, I don't think I even really told you guys that I wanted to do this uh, until I had, had actually started doing it because I wasn't really sure how I was going to. Um, there was a question of like, do I build my own desk again? I mean, I could have built a new desk very easily, but when I was looking at what it would have cost me to build what I'm now using, it maybe would have saved 10, 20 bucks by the time I finished it and everything. And at that point, why am I building it? Like it's, I mean, you don't build things for it to be cheaper really because like it's just it's not cheaper it's just that it's your version like it's exactly what you wanted uh which is fine so i, I bought this desk I, I bought an executive style desk uh quite deliberately uh because the way i've designed it is that it would normally be up against the wall but when i want to film something i can put it out the way that i have it now facing my wardrobe so i've got you know an actual professional looking backdrop sort of as opposed to what used to be my bed blurred out and the reason i I paid for that software and I have been paying for that software for like four years at this point because nobody wants to look at my bed. I, I don't. Nobody did. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't get more comments. I, I did get a few comments early on, but I mean, the... The problem was is that there was nothing I could do about it. There wasn't enough room between my chair and the bed to put a green screen up. So I couldn't hide it. There was literally nothing I could do. And that was part of the problem. Um, like th there was just no way that I could do anything about it. So like I have a very flexible setup now. It actually makes my room look bigger too. Because it's not everything all cramped together trying to fit. Um, it does mean that my desk is significantly smaller than my old one. Like painting at this desk is pretty much non-existent now. Um, which is fine. Basically the plan from here at least initially will be i'm going to go back to painting on the main table again which pretty much doesn't get used anyway it's kind of a dumping ground or used for games um i still need to actually build my table because i do intend to actually build a gaming table i, I even bought wood for it i just never got around to finishing it because i injured myself back in october so yeah that, that's kind of been where most of my time is i've kind of really only gotten to the point like you know when you're like tidying something up you have that middle middle time of where everything is just a mess because it has to be in order to get everything moved. I've kind of only just started getting past that. I mean, there's actually a mess in the corner right now just because I d it just got dumped so that I could, you know, have a bedroom and have, you know, a night where I could just be lazy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out long term. There's definitely still things I need to do. Um, I'm getting a monitor riser that's going to go onto this desk. My monitors are just sitting on the desk right now. They're not on the arms they used to be on because some genius put his spanners away somewhere safe and now we can't find where they are and I could go and spend $30 to buy a brand new set of spanners but I don't want two sets of spanners I already have one so for for American listeners he means wrenches okay <laughs> 
<laughs> wrench wrenches to me are the adjustable ones, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong. That's an adjustable wrench. And to me, a spanner is George, because he, he is a bit of a spanner. I, I was going to say I'm a bit of a tool. That too. So yeah, I, I, hobby-wise, I haven't really done a lot because my... I mean, I've been concentrating on the larger picture rather than the smaller picture. I've done a little bit of work on my game, kind of like little things here and there. Um, most recent additions have been I've um, mostly worked out what stats are going to be in the game at this stage. Uh, wounds are still kind of not in the game, and I'm still tossing up whether I want them to be or not. Uh, but I've... Like, strength is a thing, dodge is a thing, protection is a thing, uh, and max stress is a thing, which is basically how much stress you can take before you're stressed out. Um, and I've kind of penciled in what I want the ranges of those things to be, um, because it's not just a matter of saying, well, you have strength and you have dexterity, you also have to kind of factor in, well, if you're going to have these stats, what's the range that you want to be able to play with? Because they can't just be infinite, because yeah. that's not how a game system works. Um, so from here, it's going to be I'm kind of starting to reach that point where it's all the boring tweaking stuff now um, which is fine I'm hoping that everything from here goes as smoothly as things have up until now but there's none of these really big moments of I've now put aha. this piece in there's no yeah there's no real big aha moments where it, where I figure out a problem and it's four pages of text that happens in one night um, a lot of the initial stuff is done now it's a matter of testing and making sure that it that it's right and then if it's not working out how to fix it and then maybe i'll have a new aha moment but i am tested core mechanics i am preparing to test my new phase which is the introduction of guns uh third phase will then be introducing the differences in the factions and i already know what those differences are i just haven't tested them yet because i want them to be at least somewhat balanced i mean i would like them to be perfectly balanced but that's not how games work um there will ultimately be people that will find tweaks that will just ruin things and that's part of testing and why you test things yeah that's it as far as hobby is concerned i think it's time to discuss some games talk nerdy to me so we're covering the phr this glorious episode. phr i thought you was going to say something else i was going to say no we've already discussed the scourge that's where no. all the glory in this, in this game belongs no yeah i mean don't listen to the uhm propaganda it's all about the scourge they are the heroes that's why they're called the Scourge. So, like our other couple of factions, we're going to start by looking at the starter set. Socks, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about what comes in the starter set? Yep, let me... Uh, Otherwise, I have it up and I can if you want. So, the starter set comes with a Hera Command Walker, if I remember correctly. I'm doing, doing this off of my head. Yeah, go for it, Bruce. I'm doing this off of my head, off of memory. All right. So, it contains eight Type 1 Walkers, eight bases of Immortals, all with Juno APCs. Um, the Type 1 Walker have several weapon options. Um, they can be described they can be constructed yeah they can be constructed as a mixture of Ares, Menshit or Phobos and then you also get a commander in a Proteus mobile command post which is what you were trying to remember yep. uh, which is the really cool looking flying thing here um, uh, these are all brought to the table in the incredibly survivable Neptune medium dropships with these things up the top here and I'm trying to think what oh the APCs are what the, the um, troops come in yep. so this is essentially Essentially, two of the old starter set, but you get the addition of that really cool looking 
um, command outposts as well. So really, really, like th this is, all of these starter sets are insane value. And I do mean insane. Uh, everything in them is hard plastic. The only exception to that is the mobile command post. Um, and the only exception to that rule when it comes to the starter set is going to be the resistance, which we're not talking about today. But yeah, 26 multi-part miniatures, one resin miniature and one acrylic template. And then you've got your fast play cards and so forth. Absolutely insane value. So from here, what we've done with everybody else is we've kind of picked two things each from the army that we would add to it. Now that may be because we think it adds something to the army that the starter set doesn't already have. It may be we're adding it because if we just think it looks cool, I can guarantee you at least one of those is coming up because there's one thing that if you guys don't mention, I'm going to, and it's only because it's cool. Um, or it could be that, like, that there's a couple of really big things that change the game quite significantly. The only thing we do not suggest starting with is the behemoths because at that point you're playing a different game you are going to want a behemoth at some point but i would not recommend buying a behemoth to a beginner because at that point you're playing a different game um i mean it's the same but it, it's a very different style of gameplay save that till later when you have a better idea of how your force works on the table um i'm tempted to go first just so that i can talk about my thing before one of you do before. unless somebody else already I has i know what you're talking about okay so i want to talk about medusa oh it's not who i thought you were thinking <laughs> but okay so Medusa is amazing. She is a hero and somebody that returned to the game somewhat recently. She cost you 100 points. She's a squad size of one because she's a person, not a squad type. And basically, she is controlling these tiny little nano nanobots. The scale of them on the mini is obviously bigger than they should be, but that's because you wouldn't see them otherwise. If, if, if you've seen the Disney movie Big Hero 6, think of that. <sighs> Yeah, pretty much. That's actually a really good analogy. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, she can Especially move nine. Movie. Yeah, uh, she can move nine inches. Her uh, countermeasures is E plus four. Armor is six. Damage is ten. Infantry type two plus. She has a special dodge four plus. She's rare and she's resilient. Uh, she has nano machine surge. There is no move and fire. The arc is front side and rear. Her full range is nine inches. The counted is nine inches. She has 10 shots, accuracy of 2+, plus, energy 6. Uh, it's a focus 2, reduced 2, and flame. We also have nanomachine tendrils, which has no move and fire. There is no arc. It's close quarters. 10 shots. There's no accuracy, and it's energy 4, reduced 1. Nano Leviathan. This unit may move over scenery pieces up to 8 inches high. White nano machines. Once per activation, pick one friendly non-behemoth vehicle within nine inches. That vehicle deplenishes, sorry, replenishes one point. So this is a hero that comes on the field. Like she used to be a command. She's not anymore. She's just a hero now. But she can fulfill a couple. I mean, she can put out some damn good damage. But she's also there to help support your stuff as well. She will help keep things going that are struggling. Given that it's only one damage point. She that she can do per turn i would be suggesting to use that to help get things before their damage gets too severe because if you're doing like if it's doing it just to stop it from being destroyed it's probably still going next turn you wanted to stop getting down too low to begin with um she it, like there's nothing else in the starter fleet that does what she does um 
the nanobots are something very, very unique to her. Plus, she looks cool. I haven't painted her up yet, but yes. We're ashamed of, of you. Fun. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, she is a lot of fun to play with on the board. I mean, just zipping around with her nanomachines, healing units, but then um, with her close quarters weapons, she can tear apart infantry at the same time. So Yeah, she can fulfill a couple of different spots, which is nice. She's, she's something that's flexible enough that you can almost find room for her in any list. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, you don't always need to take her, but she can fulfill a lot of different roles. Uh, George, do you have anything that you want to talk about first? Yeah, you... um, and, and and this is this is me coming from this game like with a very simplistic understanding um, and not, not a lot of, you know, play experience. Um, I would add a Hades Scorpion. Yeah, that was on my list. J- just I because, sus- Is that know... what you thought I was going to talk about? Yes, I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That, that's what that, that's what I thought you might have thought I was going for. Yeah, and and just because you know with, with the Hades Scorpion, you know, it, it gives you you know that big piece of firepower. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing as like you know one of the Shaltari War Striders with that you know ridiculous. Uh, I'm gonna shoot anything cannon. Um, mm-hmm. It's got the same thing with the white nano machines. Once per activation, picked a friendly non-damaged non-behemoth vehicle within nine inches and replenish one damage point. You know, yep. it can do that same thing. Um, it's got the nano machine swarm. Um, as far as walkers go, it's not slow. It's not fast. It moves four inches. I think all the walkers are pretty slow in that aspect too, right? They're not, you know, going too quick. So, I mean, you know, for its size, it goes pretty good. It's got decent armor, decent damage. Um, and it's got an infinite range of, uh, you know, with a 12 energy attack, you know, it's, it's a good weapon. Even its counted range is still 36 inches, which is most of the table. Yeah. It was a four by four. So that's 48 inches. So so, yeah, three fourths of the board. Yeah depending on the shooting lanes you know yes to, to me it just you know like i said not knowing a lot about the faction a lot about the game to me that just seems like a solid addition yeah it's 165 points but just looking at it stat wise that 165 points is going to do a lot of work for you because then either your opponent's going to focus on that and you got attention you know drawn off your other stuff that you could work with or you're going to be able to use that and whittle their stuff down pretty quick yeah you want to get this to a point where you can poke it out shoot straight down the street and kill anything in sight and then still get it away the thing you're going to struggle with with this is that if somebody gets into close range on this thing it's gone yes uh because it doesn't have any close quarters at all uh but to be fair if it wasn't like that this thing would be broken thankfully they didn't make that decision yeah, yeah. The um, nice thing about yeah. this super hit the rail repeater on the tail is it's articulated as well so you can put this thing behind a, a lower building or some smaller yes. terrain and still be able to pop that tail up and shoot across the the terrain because it's articulated with the articulated special rule so yeah and energy 12 is brutal yeah mm-hmm. yeah, um, what, what yeah the, i really like the big this Shaltari one like 13 which 13. i think was the biggest one yeah so yeah. i mean it's like right up there as far as you know putting a hurting down and with strafe three you can actually hit three different units three different targets with the strafe. oh three. nice you could, you could you could do one you'd roll one dice at each shot at each unit but oh and ignoring the behemoths i'm going to repeat the same thing about this that i did the last time we spoke about it this is ignoring the behemoths in my opinion the best looking miniature in the game this I, I i was gonna say uh, yeah it's it, it has wow factor to it i love this thing when i got it's into this gorgeous. game this is one of the first models outside of the starter set that i bought 
Yeah. Uh, Socks, what's your first discussion point? Mine is the Helios support jet skimmer. And the reason being is if you look at your Phobos AA Walker, um, the Phobos AA Walker that you get in the starter set, yes, it's great. It has a move of three inches. It has three shots and accuracy of two plus, but the range is 24 inches. That, that's an okay AA weapon, but because of the movement distance, you're not going to get very far into the game. Whereas the, with the Helios support jet skimmer, yes, you're uh, with the Galaxy, you have a movement of six, a countermeasure of active, plus you have an evasion of plus one because you are a skimmer, so you get a bonus to your countermeasure. You have 13 armor, damage two, skimmer, um, 45 points for a squad size of two. You have two different weapon types. That you get the base one is the Aether Hive Nanomachines, which is kind of like what uh, Medusa has. So if you don't get Medusa, you kind of can build her, build it with this. It's a front side rear arc, no moving fire, rate of uh, range full is 18, range counter is 18, shots five, in, uh, accuracy two plus, energy six. Has a focus two indirect, so you can shoot this over buildings with uh, scouts, which can be nice. And it is a tech killer, so it can only destroy, or it can only hit units that can't destroy buildings or target buildings. But then you have an optional weapon at 10 points apiece, or 10 points, you can get two galaxy missile cruiser launchers. And this is what I use my Helios jet skimmers for. Uh, again, no moving fire, front side rear arc, 36 inches full, 12 inches countered, three shots, three plus accuracy, six energy, AA2, and it's penetrative. And so shooting six shots, because you're getting two weapons, getting six shots at AA is really, really good. And, and for a PHR with usually slow units, you're going to want a lot of shots coming at AA to shoot down those those transports. And you definitely uh, need an answer for anti-air in this game because yes. if you don't, you're really going to struggle. They have one of the best AA units um, through this, with the jet skimmer because if you bring a pair of them, that's that's 12 shots yep. that you're shooting. So um, I'm kind of tempted to talk about a couple of things, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the Nemesis Control Scorpion. Some of this is because George took my thunder. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I did want to talk about another one of the command options, and this is just... It's another one that's really, really fun. And like, again, it looks gorgeous. Uh, it's got the same movement, so it's move four. It's got active countermeasures, armor 14, damage eight. Uh, it's large. It has the Nemesis laser, which has no move and fire. Uh, it's either front or side. There's no rear on this one. This is infinite range on both. So they got one shot but it's got an accuracy of two plus and it's energy 12 again it's still articulated and this has av devastator two against both vehicles and behemoths uh this thing also has light rail guns which is front and side left and rear uh there's one on each side basically um full range is infinite 24 when it's counted one shot two plus so everything is a two plus but you're only getting one shot with each these are 10 energy um so there's no specific special rules on this particular thing but if you want something that's a little bit more straightforward and that is just that like if you like to have a leader unit that's just there to make big power big power moves this is what you're going to want to use plus it looks cool i like cool looking things I will, I will say, if, uh, going off of George and Bruce's uh, suggestions, bring a Poseidon heavy dropship because that is the only dropship in this game that can carry either one of those. And with a four-inch move playing on a four-foot board, you're going to want to bring those in a little bit further onto the board. Yes, you get, especially with the that Nemesis, you get, infinite, you get a infinite range, but you're going to want these near halfway up objective the board edge. And objective points, exactly. And most of the objective points are in the middle of the board. And so you're going to want to have yep. these up. And so in order to get them up close enough to be effective in the game, 
and bring a Poseidon Heavy Dropship as well. So, do you, do you want to talk more about that when we get to yours, or do you already have another one? Uh, I have another one. Okay. Do you have another one, George? I do. Okay, that's fine. What's yours, Again, George? going off of my lack of knowledge and experience with the game, uh, I think the next thing I would want to bring, just because it seemed to be like the one thing I lacked on the games I've played, I would bring something like the Athena Air Superiority Fight. Because everything in the game is slow, and everything in the game, you know, it's just, you know, it's a very line of sight game. This yeah. helps negate that. It moves quick. It's got lots of shots. It's, you know, decent. Like, what do we got here? Uh, the Twin Wheel Rail Repeater. Uh, infinite range, 24 countered, uh, 6 shots on 4-up Energy 7. That seems pretty decent. Uh, move of 24 to 48. 24 to 48 on a 4x4 four four board. Okay, that's uh, that's good. That's good range. For Correct movement. me if I'm wrong, Socks. That's a minimum of 24? Minimum of 24. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Super Cruise, if this unit moves over 30 inches, all of its weapons and enemy weapons targets suffer plus 1 accuracy modifiers for the round. Mm, not not going to be too worried about that. I mean, if you, I can move 24 inches, I don't think I'm going to be worried, you know, moving much more than that. Um, oh, and then you can replace uh, cruise missiles with shooting star missiles for no cost. Uh, let's see, what's the difference there? Uh, instead of a 2-up, it's a 4-up. Instead of 12, it's a 7. Yeah, I will think I'll stick with the cruise missile, which uh, that'll punch a hole in something, too. Uh, basically, it means that you can ignore cover, I believe, yeah. is the big difference there, and it's penetrative. Penetrative is quite nice, um, but with the other one, you can take out the scenery while they're inside of it. So. Or you can take have out, places. you know, they're, they're equivalent of, you know, a big heavy walker, you know, essentially so you know you could move faster than it can and shoot a hole in it that's yep. my choice based on my knowledge experience which is done that's fair uh socks what's your second one so i'm gonna go with the odin type heavy walker and the reason why i'm gonna go with the odin type heavy walker which is a has a move value of two 65 points squad one to six um one transport value uh it has an armor active armors as well as a passive five plus uh countermeasure 15 armor two damage uh walker type it's base guns or the dual rail guns no moving fire uh you can move and fire with this front side uh range full is infinite range counter is 24 two shots two plus accuracy 11 uh, energy and then you have a mini gun again no moving fire uh penalty front side 36 inch full 12 inch counter two uh shots three plus accuracy four energy but you have two optional weapons and you can replace either of these at no cost you can replace dual rail guns with either of these you can take dual smooth bores again no penalty you're moving fire front side uh arc range full is infinite range counter is 12 inches shots two accuracy of two plus energy 10 devastator two for scenery so if you want to destroy buildings take this one this one in the in version one was called the inyo and it is very very good at destroying buildings or you can take the hyperion laser and i this is the one that i take i i take both the odin dual rail guns as well as the hyperion and the reason why i do that is again you got infinite range on your on this weapon yes it's a one shot two plus accuracy 11 energy and a destroy destroyer five plus so you can just tear through heavy units with this thing at full range uh, and so i would take a couple of these guys um and a couple of neptunes together with the the odins or or if you're full full sent on uh destroying some buildings denying those objectives you bring the dual smooth boards uh with the inu version so i would recommend bringing those in either two to four in a couple of neptunes or if you have the points bring a full squad of six and put them in a in a uh, poseidon that makes sense um so very 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 quickly i'm going to cover the poseidon just because you felt it was too important not to mention it 
Um, so you're looking at 70 points for a squad size of one. You can hold up to six, so you'll need one for each of those giant scorpion things because they take up the entire thing. All six. Yep. Uh, it does have a stealth missile battery. It's not why you're taking it, but it's helpful. Uh, Nine-inch move and fire. Uh, arc is the front. 36 inches full, 12 inches countered. One shot, accuracy of three plus, seven energy and penetrative. Realistically, this is to get your stuff further in on the board. Otherwise, it's just like the, the gun. That gun is there to help protect it and stop it from being taken out um, before you get to get your stuff on. So, yeah, no, I can see why you're recommending that because, yeah, four inches is just not enough. So, yep. All right. Um, yes. Upcoming events. I said yes because I thought you were about to press it. All right. So, Summer Slaughter. Kings of War tournament coming up on the 25th of February. It's taking place at Games Portal in Ringwood. Um, so that's a decent sized tournament. Uh, th this is being run by the community in Melbourne. It's a very, very strong, very supportive community. They're very, very, th they treat their newcomers very, very well. Uh, and they design their tournaments quite specifically um, so that they are just as welcoming to the new crowd as they are to the existing fan base. So that's the one thing that I feel a lot of tournaments do struggle with sometimes is that if you're the new guy, it becomes really clear that you are the new guy. Uh, whereas if you have a tournament that has been designed to help support someone still trying to learn the game, that's just much, much better. It's really hard to pull off too. Uh, Arc 40K, this is the 40K event for, well, specifically Melbourne, but Australia really. It's, it's the longest running tournament in the country. Um, so, 25th anniversary, it's on the 4th of March at the Batman Royale in Melbourne. Squidmar is attending. The major sponsor for the event has paid for this. Squidmar being, yes, that's Squidmar from YouTube. Uh, he will be attending and he is there as a sponsorship for the actual event. Around the same time, Adepticon from the 22nd to the 26th of March. That's in Schamburg, Illinois, in the United States. So we should be expecting quite a few things coming out of that event. Uh, we should be expecting... There is some stuff dropping for Infinity. There should be some stuff dropping from Bushido. We don't know exactly what it is but we are expecting something big to be coming at that point um and then we've also got salute coming up on april 22nd this is the time of year where we start feeling jealous about the people that live in london because they get to go to this awesome event and we always miss out because we live in the wrong side of the world uh that's at the xl center in london it's been being attended there for quite some time and pretty much takes up the entire event from what i understand or the entire venue from what i understand but yeah quite a few decent things upcoming um last episode we spoke a little bit about how we were going to be launching a certain something didn't we george yeah we did yeah and i am very happy to announce that we now have getting tabled.com uh, the reason i'm mentioning this now is because i want to talk about valhalla hobby and without them this website would not exist quite literally yep. uh it is literally the reason why he decided that he wanted to sponsor us because he was like hey if if i do this would you be able to actually get a .com and that was kind of the kick that we needed to finally get there and do that so we have gettingtabled.com it is kind of simple at this stage it will continue to be edited and updated um up the top here we have an about us section that has profiles and everybody including some lovely images from that time that we definitely got together and that was definitely not photoshopped i mean i know it looks very clearly like it's been photoshopped but it totally hasn't we were totally in the same room hence why the lighting is different on all three of us <laughs> um so yeah we got bios for everybody we have a podcast section where it talks where it gives you links to the podcast and that's where you will be able to find 
find the links for everything that we have spoken about from the latest episode. We have YouTube highlights, which is highlights from our YouTube and a thing to tell you that you should that you should subscribe. We have a sponsors thing where we have the Valhalla Hobby website, which we will look at in a second. Also, our Patreon. Support us on Patreon. And finally, we have a contact page. So, Valhalla Hobby. Valhalla Hobby are a small store. Uh, they're located in Wisconsin. Uh, it's on West Verona Avenue. Uh, it's a small store. I mean, they do have your regular stuff. They have your Games Workshop. They have your Dungeons & Dragons. They have your miniatures. But they specifically concentrate on niche games as well. They are a store that specializes in your smaller games. So they have quite a few of our favorites. I mean, Legion is obviously one that we've mentioned today already. Uh, Bushido, well, I mentioned before. I'm going to yes. jump in and, and, and uh, throw something out there real quick while, while it's still uh, dealing on pre-order. Uh, we did talk about Shatterpoint. The core set's 165. If you go to Valhalla Hobby and pre-order through him, you can get it through Valhalla Hobby for 132 Oh, that's damn good. That's a damn good price. So if you're interested in that, go check out our sponsor. Get it through him. Save yourself a few bucks. It says 131 here. Oh, 130. You've rounded it up. Never mind. 132. That's 131.99. Yeah. You're doing what I was doing earlier. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm look, sorry. The, the penny should not exist. The penny is useless. I know. Um, so, yeah. They've got quite a few of our favorites. Um, Bushido, Moonstone. Um, like, if there is a niche hobby that you've been tempted to buy and you haven't found a store, most likely these guys are carrying it. They definitely carry the TT Combat stuff. Um, it is how we made this connection initially because they started listening because we were talking about smaller games and that's their passion for the hobby. So if you're living in the area, definitely go and check them out. They are a small store. They're currently in the middle of renovating to become a larger space. Uh, if you are not near them, you can order stuff through the website and it'll get shipped out at a fairly decent price. So support the people that support us. Socks. Yes. Would you like you to read this. things? Yes, I can read things. Uh, for If you want to become a Patreon for us, it's patreon.com slash getting two dollars a month we appreciate all our patreons and the support that they provide us each and every single month again like Ruth said our website is gettingtabled.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash gettingtabled and youtube at youtube.com slash gettingtabled please subscribe to us and then our email is gettingtabled at gmail.com and twitter and instagram is both at gettingtabled and if you do join our patreon we are running a competition at the moment to win a shaltari battle fleet you will win the shaltari dreadnought the shaltari starter fleet the cruiser box and the frigates box it'll all be sent to one lucky person and that will be uh, for every month of support you give us between now and the beginning of april this year you'll receive one entry and that will be drawn on our recording on april 2nd you need to live in a country where i can legally post something to you because if you don't i can't send it to you it's something i physically have uh, and you cannot live in a country where it's illegal to win competitions because it would be illegal and it will be get taken by your government. So very, very important. But if that does tend to, if that does happen to happen, I don't think we have any Patreons at this stage where that would apply. But if it does, then it'll have to be redrawn. I won't have a choice in the matter and that would be on the following episode. So hopefully that doesn't become a thing. But yes, please do support us. I hope that it's not the only reason you support us. But yes, please do. Thank you. 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 For listening to Getting Table, music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.